Hello, fellow obsessive viewers. This is Tiny here. Welcome to a special episode where Matt and Mike got together and they did a retrospective on one of their favorite shows, Friends. They discuss notable episodes, not so notable episodes, and their opinions on the show as a whole. I decided to sit this one out because Matt and Mike know this show a little bit better than I do, and they kind of share a special bond over Friends uh, from when they were first getting to know each other back in the day. So if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, please check out our old episodes at ovpodcast.com and go to obsessiveviewer.com for all of our blog content. Also, follow each of us on Twitter. Matt is at obsessiveviewer, Mike is at I am Mike White, and I am at obsessivetiny. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can send an email to either Matt, Mike, Tiny, or podcast at obsessiveviewer.com. And please give us a like on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. Please enjoy the episode, and thanks for listening. This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. And this is Mike at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is a bonus episode of ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Hello guys, welcome to a bonus episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Uh, we're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be a genre, trope, movie, or show. Each episode, you can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com. And thank you, Tiny, for the awesome intro uh, that I haven't heard yet. Um, <laughs> how's it going, Mike? It's pretty good. Awesome, awesome. Well, yep. as I said, this is a bonus episode. We're going to be talking about... Uh, Friends, the TV show, because it's about to go on to Netflix Instant here in a couple days, and we're kind of in between episodes for, like, the New Year's, like, a few days away, so we decided to record this bonus episode, kind of paying tribute to Friends, uh, the NBC sitcom, obviously, um, yeah. and Friends is, it's just me and, me and Mike for this one, because Friends kind of, this is, this is kind of one of one of maybe a few different things that really bonded us as as friends when we first met. So I thought it would be appropriate if it was just me and Mike on here talking about it and give Tiny a, a week off. Uh, yeah, so. it's it's more than just a a, a bonus episode. I I'd call it a special <laughs> episode. It is, and and it's definitely it's absolutely one of the things that bonds us. Um, we we've kind of told the anecdote before, but I remember one of the cool things we did our freshman year when we were roommates was we went out at midnight to get the the final season of Friends on DVD together. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but when we watched uh, <laughs> was it several episodes of the final season or just the last episode? I feel like it was only the last episode. Okay, it could have been just the last episode. Yeah, and we uh, should but we, we should preface we should preface here that this is that cool is a relative term. But go ahead. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We uh we synced them up we synced them up on our two TVs <laughs> on the separate ends of the room to to kind of have like a surround sound situation happening. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's just such a meaningful show to both of us. Oh, and, yeah. and we know that and it's a meaningful show uh, to so many people. So um, I'll let Matt tell you guys in a second kind of kind of how we're going to be talking about it mm-hmm. but one of the things i like to do one of the things we like to do on the show is kind of give ourselves a base question kind of 
uh, decide for ourselves what we want to come back to each time we make a point. Uh, and I remember reading an article only a f- couple years after the show had ended. By the way, it's been 10 years since the show went yeah. off. So not, not only is it just going to Netflix, uh, but it's also been 10 years. So we're kind of celebrating two things, I guess, in this mm-hmm. episode. But anyway, a couple years after, it was like ranking the best shows of the 90s or the best shows of all time. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but it said friends, and it, it just kind of had a short blurb, a couple of words. It said, um, sharp dialogue, even sharper haircuts. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious, and it stuck with me. And at the time, I agreed. Um, but it, it, over time, it, it's kind of rubbed me the wrong way, or or I don't know if that sentiment has lasted because it just seems um not good enough for a show that to me has such a legacy and then it, and then it gets me wondering um what what is the show's legacy does it have a legacy or 10 years later is it really just about the sharp dialogue and the sharp haircuts hmm. what what can we say 10 years later and I, and i think that's what i want us to think about as we as we talk about this that's a that's a really good point because I, I've been I've been rewatching some episodes just kind of to prepare for this. Although I should mention that, I mean I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of this damn show. So like looking through the uh, episode titles, I was just like like overcome with uh, just nostalgia and just like memories of each like bits from almost pretty much every single episode I, I could pin down like a, a memory of that episode because I watched the, I watched the entire series just over and over again mm-hmm. and it just kind of became ingrained in my mind. And it's been a while since I've revisited it, but, um, but yeah, that's a really good way to look at it going on. And I mean, we'll, we'll address the legacy and everything there, but I mean, I, at the end, but I can't believe it's been 10 years since the finale. Yeah. That's insane. <clears throat> Um, when you go, how often do you watch reruns, Matt? Uh, reruns like, like just of Friends or just in general? Well, of Friends. Oh, um, I'll say, I'll say, uh, it's kind of a two-parter. How often do you watch it in syndication, and then how many times have you watched the series on DVD? I I never watch it in syndication. Uh, okay. Specifically because the DVDs, the DVDs are what I watched. That that's that was how I watched the show. That's how I consumed the show up until like season eight. Uh, when I watched it on like live on TV, but I would watch the DVDs right. and stuff. Right. Yeah, and the and the DVDs have the extra the extra um, footage and everything. So, like I said before, I would watch it so many times that watching it in syndication, uh, with it chopped up like that, it would feel weird to see like scenes cut out that were so yeah. ingrained in my mind. Yeah, and we're done with the chicken fried rice. <laughs> That's the most notable one for me. Is that out of the? Is that cut from the syndication? That's cut from syndication. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. That's such a that's such a great line. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a great show. I how like how did you first? Do you remember your introduction to Friends? Where you kind of jumped on? Um, you know, I think, I think, it was probably, uh, maybe sophomore year of high school. Um, oh, okay. That's kind of late, actually. I th- well, I'm trying to remember. It, it may have been like right before sophomore year of high school, but it was right around the time that that DVD, like TV on DVD, was like happening. Like the, this yeah. was like just at the cusp of that. And I saw, and like I, I had, like I would save up my lunch money because I didn't have a job at that point. But I would save up my lunch money throughout the week, and then like each week I would go 
And I mean, like I'd have like, like five bucks a day and save it up over five days. I'd have 25 bucks. Uh, and I would go and I would buy DVDs and then I would go and see friends on DVD. And like, I would, I decided to start from the beginning because my family and I, we, we would watch it in syndication and I liked it a lot. I just never really got into it uh in a, in a like attached to it the way that I would eventually become attached to a lot of television shows yeah um so I picked up the DVDs and then I would watch the DVDs and I mean it was just it was part being so blown away by the fact that I could watch a, a, an entire season of television in one sitting um <laughs> uh yeah. if I wanted to uh with DVD and there was also remember how just... big a deal those announcements were when like a new TV on DVD would come out. How huge <laughs> of a deal it was! I remember the the advertisements for Se- the Seinfeld DVDs and oh, wow. how they were like they came back on all the, did all the news junkets and it was just such a big deal to announce the DVDs. Right. And now it's like <clears throat> now if you don't get one at the end of a season, something's up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And a part of that was uh, <laughs> like like I became very familiar with uh, the 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 website tv shows on dvd.com yeah i remember uh, yeah and, uh, boy meets world you kept me informed on boy meets world right and it was just it was just i don't know it was, it was a very interesting in, interesting time um to be a home a, a, like for for home um well, what's the word i'm looking for uh, for home, like home video yeah. um in terms of for television fans and so, like, I would – I distinctly remember watching the first, like, couple seasons on DVD and just being, like, amazed, thinking, like, oh, okay, so so Ross only had the only had the monkey for, like, a few episodes here. Or for, like <laughs> – it wasn't as – it wasn't, like, a big part of – like, for some reason, watching it in syndication, I would just watch it here and there. Yeah. And I would just be like, oh, so the monkey's, like, like another character. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. Um, How, how'd you <clears throat> come to come to the show and – you know, it was kind of in uh, all things in the 90s were like through The Simpsons, right? Yeah. And I'll explain <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> like if it was on after The Simpsons, I would experience it. Okay. And so uh, Fox and syndication, I'm pretty sure back in the day you didn't have to have 100 episodes. In the 90s, you didn't have to have 100 episodes to go into syndication. Uh, so something like after the end of the second season, Friends went into syndication. Really? I uh, didn't know that. Y- yeah, it was it was quite early on, I'm I'm sure. Uh and I would watch uh in Chicago on Fox. Um I, I'm sure all over the place on Fox after The Simpsons or before The Simpsons. I don't remember exactly when it was, but they'd they'd show two episodes of Friends and so I kind of I, I started watching the syndication pretty early on. Um <clears throat> and I started to care about the show probably around the fourth season. Okay. Yeah, and uh um you know, kind of following following the cliffhangers there, and um, the the one on the beach is that the fourth season? Uh, yes, I I believe yeah, so. Yeah, where where he go? Where you're not sure which room he's going into? Right. Um, that is that's the one I remember most anticipating the return for in the fall. Oh, really? Uh, the the return for friends in the fall. So coming for the fifth season. Huh. Uh, and then I, just like strolling through Walmart, I found the 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 best of friends on DVD, like, you know, volume oh, yeah. one, five episodes that, that was my first TV on DVD. Uh, and we, my friends and I would like come home after school and just like m- memorize 
parts of it and then <laughs> perform parts of it for our other friends. That's awesome. Um, there's an episode I'll talk about, which I, I have dubbed my favorite of all time. I, I don't mm-hmm. know that that's fully accurate, but if you have to pick one. Right. Um, that we, I don't know today if that's true, but it, at one time I could literally, I could literally do the entire episode verbatim. Um, <laughs> and, and we would just act it out. And so I was obsessed with that. And then I had some friends who had the first season on DVD and I eventually got first season on DVD for myself and, and just became obsessed. I, re- I remember crying just that it was over when the show ended <laughs> in, uh, in 04. Yeah. It was a big deal. Oh yeah. It was, it was huge and uh, huge for, huge for television. I mean, we talk about how, uh, how big the show was. I mean, and it was just, it was, it was huge for a variety of reasons, but also just rewatching the episodes. It's like one of the best, um, like multi-cam sitcoms I ever really. Yeah. Um, and at a time I would say it was the best sitcom ever. And, and that kind of goes back to our question. Is that true? Was mm-hmm. it ever true? Is it still true? I don't know. Right. Right. We will find out. Um, so how how are we going to do this? How are we going to talk about this? Well, I figure that we're going to do. Um, I figure we can we can start out by just talking about an over overall um, idea of what the, what the show is because and also um, if you're listening to this we're we're going to spoil it so this is uh, so if 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 you haven't watched it uh, go check it out on Netflix and watch it and then come back and listen to this but we're going to basically. I think we're going to start out by just talking about the characters and overview of the show. And then we're just going to go season by season and hit notable episodes per season. And then just, right. just go from there. Um, so an overview of the show, it's, I mean, it's, it's six friends in New York, um, in a very, in, in, in very nice apartments, um, in New York city. It's yeah. just un unreasonably nice apartments. Right. Right. Considering. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, and it's just, they're, they're, their friendship and relationships uh, and antics and everything. It's, it's six characters. There's, there's Joey Chandler, Ross, Rachel, Phoebe, Monica. Um, and they all, each character kind of fits a specific kind of archetype. I, I've, I've found like, like uh, Ross is kind of just the nerdy guy. He's a scientist, scientist guy, nerdy. Uh, Rachel's kind of the prom queen or, or cheerleader type person spoiled she's the introduction to the show um and then uh, joey is there's there's so much to it but uh joey's the the playboy kind of dim-witted kind of actor guy chandler sarcastic monica is over monica's a lot of things um she is a lot of things yeah she's she's control freak kind of kind of persona um phoebe's eccentric and is that all of them I think so yeah okay. ross did you mention ross yeah nerdy scientist so they yeah, all kind I, of blend together you go through it so fast it's, it's <laughs> not not that you um <clears throat> not that you didn't do justice but oh, right. I, there's there's so much more to them there 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 really are and there's so many so much to their interactions also they're they're yeah. they each have kind of clearly defined um uh, relationships within each other within the group, and it's it's really interesting to see how the writers they they created this by having six uh, six characters that are all 
very different from one another, yet they, they all work together so well. And part of that is just the, the fact that the chemistry between the cast is so strong. But another part of it is that they have just built in this this playground for the characters by having these kind of kind of broad characterizations of the characters starting out. And then they kind of can have a chance to, over 10 seasons, refine that, hone it, and explore the relationships between each character and having episodes where uh, they have six six people to to play with, basically, uh, right. to create storylines from. And it's really uh, awesome, some of the places that they went with these characters. Right. So uh, just starting out, what's your, who's your favorite character? That's the question, isn't it? When you were yeah. when you watched it and watched it with your friends, did you guys like say you're this character, you're this character? I'm most like this character. I'm most... Did um, you do that? Not really, but I I always thought that um, <laughs> I always had in my head. I was like, I I I'm kind of I like I identified more with Chandler as a uh, as just a sarcastic, funny funny person, but uh-huh. in more realistic terms i was more like ross the kind of not sad sack but kind of just the nerdy guy uh-huh. i guess uh-huh yeah <laughs> um well for for me it's easily ross and it has nice. been for when i was younger i, I liked to say that it was chandler because he mm-hmm. is he's the most clever yeah by far right and i like to think that i had a chandler type sense of humor um, but we'll talk about it kind of when we get into our season to season breakdown, but toward the middle, when Ross is going through his divorce, his second divorce, mm-hmm. uh, and he loses his job, it's, it's, um, a, someone who is not a fan of Ross might call it over the top. Some of his reactions and some of the way he plays certain scenes and, uh, mm-hmm. and reactions, but he, he goes off the hook and I love it. Oh, me too. And, and I think people forget that. I, I think yeah. Ross is a lot of people's least favorite character. And, and I like to tell them, yeah, but remember my sandwich? <laughs> right. He is hilarious. He, uh, the, I never the, – there are very few – I don't say never. I won't say never. But there are very few times where a Ross joke seems disingenuous or against character. Right. Yeah, I... and the the his breakdown and when he finally gets weird because he was pretty pretty often a straight man in the first three or four seasons, absolutely four or five seasons. Um, but in the middle when he loses it, he it's earned, mm-hmm. and that's what I love so much about it. And he kind of and he kind of carries it throughout. Joey can be over the over the top at times. Uh, Chandler, like Monica says about Chandler, joke 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 joke. <laughs> uh, and, and even Phoebe gets on my nerves often but but ross is always pretty on point he's he's my favorite that's a good that's a good point and it, it may be because the the show is so focused on ross and rachel but it seems like ross's trajectory throughout the show his arcs throughout the entire series are more clearly defined than some of the other the other characters because like you said he kind of he kind of loses it and that that whole arc is so funny to me because he's yeah. so like that and even to a much lesser extent in the 10th season when, when he's dealing with uh, Rachel and Joey, that whole thing, which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah. When he's dealing with that, that's it kind of echoes that arc earlier in the series, and it's it, it's played really well. Um, right. So it's, it's – and I don't know how much of it is uh, – because there is kind of a backlash against uh, the Ross character, I, I feel. Um, I kind of wonder if that's – 
Yeah, and I, I kind of wonder if that's due to um, uh, David Schwimmer's acting. I, I never had a problem with it, but he's also he's he's always kind of the at least in the earlier seasons when he is the kind of straight man of the of the group. He's kind of plays it a little low key, and he's a little high. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I. So yeah, I I would still go with Chandler for my favorite though. Just because, I, like, I would go through stretches where I think it was around season three when I was watching the DVD. Like, I, like, I would, I would stay up like pretty much all night just watching the entire season, and then go to school the next day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and 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 like, at the at, it reached a point where I I watched it so much that just like like after a marathon of watching it, like I would, I, I mean, and this sounds so weird, but it would feel like in inter interacting with like i would i would find myself kind of slipping into like little like like not really chandler isms but just kind of like like suddenly like oh my god i can i'm I'm sarcastic about this thing and it's just a reflex yeah, right right and right, it was right. just kind of weird to me um really yeah he's me. the he's the easiest to reproduce he's uh yeah he's he's you know he's likable he's funny in a wide uh, uh, accessible kind of way, right? And it's funny you said that he's uh, easiest to reproduce, although that's not the case in the series. Huh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh God, <laughs> um, that's a good point. Yeah, well, um, so yeah, so okay. Do you want to go into like season by season uh, discussions? I would love to. That's all right. You know, that's a tough hand to beat. I thought we had them. Oh, well, when you don't have the cards, you don't have the cards, you know? But, uh, look how happy she is. So, season one, kind of an overview of the season. Just, uh, Rachel has entered into their group. Uh, she, she leaves her husband, her, her fiancé on her wedding day. And they have the whole dynamic of Ross chasing after her, kind of having a crush on her and not really doing anything about it because he's kind of Ross, who is also dealing with his ex-wife, who is a lesbian and is pregnant with his baby. Um, huh. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a lot of stuff to the first season that, like, just saying it like that, that's actually, it's interesting that they would bring in, um, bring in that many threads that early into the, into the, um, the season, or into the series, because it's, it's the second episode of the series whole is, the one with the sonogram at the end, which is the one where it's introduced that his ex-wife is pregnant with his baby. And that's kind of, that's kind of a big arc for them to do. Yeah, for um, sure. Especially in the first season. Uh, so what's your first episode that you have picked out? Uh, well, I kind of just picked an obvious one. I picked the pilot. Okay, nice. Yeah. And I, and I just, I, I think it's a really good pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, you, a lot of shows, when you see a pilot, it's always kind of shocking and that, that that was actually part of the show and it's actually like part of the history of the show. But it's really quite effective at, um, at getting to know each of the characters. And then like you said, where um, <clears throat> although Ross doesn't find out about his ex-wife until the next episode, mm-hmm. you, you, you get an establishment for, for Ross. You know that Ross had feelings at one time for Rachel, which of course comes back at the end uh and so it's just a good it's just a good bookend nice yeah it 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 really is and it's a good like kind of um mission statement for the series i guess or 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 kind of a thesis statement for the series as a whole because you get the ross and rachel thing and 
uh, it's pivotal, <laughs> pivotal um, throughout the whole series. <laughs> um, and it's it's interesting because they they had um, talk about about the pilot. They had like focus groups and test groups and stuff like that. Um, that they they didn't they weren't sure about it when they when before it aired because they were afraid that like the network and and people were afraid that um Monica was too slutty because she uh Really? Yeah, you did you not know about this? I yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah, they basically in the pilot uh Monica goes on a date with her coworker uh-huh. and ends up having sex with him because he goes through this whole uh this whole spiel about how he hasn't been able to uh perform sexually since his since his relationship ended and all that stuff and then that kind of caused her to uh lower her defenses and then she ended up having sex with him right. and it turns out that it was just a line that <laughs> and everyone kind of knew like oh yeah that's totally a line um but they were afraid like the network was afraid because this is 1994 and they were afraid that it would show that she was easy and and, and couldn't be um uh, relate uh, relatable enough to to yeah. kind of uh, audiences and and stuff, but luckily they actually went through with it, and I thought that it went well. It's a it's a cool, it's an interesting piece of trivia to this pilot that I agree is a really strong pilot. Yeah, and it does the thing that uh, a lot of sitcom pilots and pilots in general do is they have a a set group of a set group. And then they have a, an outsider kind of entering into that group, which is, a, I mean, it's a pretty easy way to, uh, to introduce the group dynamic of a show, and it, it works really well here. Uh, yeah, and what's great is when you go back, she really does feel kind of like the outsider or the newbie for the first couple of episodes. It doesn't last long. Yeah, and it's it's but- kind of punctuated by her, um, uh, she, her not knowing. Uh, how to provide for herself or take care of herself, take care of herself. And that's kind of how it kind of makes it, her assimilating into the group more natural and, and, and less of a like, oh, okay, this, this whole group is a group and this is the new one. It makes her feel new to the audience instead of being like, like, uh, oh, this is the first time she's in the group and now she's a part of the group. So this is the group. It's more, right. it's a more gradual uh, assimilation, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um if you don't mind I'll I'll go with my my first one. Please do. All right. It's uh the episode <laughs> the one with the poker with all the poker. It's yes. uh I and I picked this episode specifically because it's it comes kind of late in in the first season. It's episode 18 of the season. But it's such an interesting way to show all the char- showcase all the characters in in kind of build them as a group um right as well right. it's it's such because in in the episode they play poker and uh it, you also get the ross and rachel aspect of it where he lets her win and she's she's trying to she's also trying to make a uh, uh start uh, uh, get a job basically in the field that she wants to be in um and that's and it's played really well right. um it's a really good way of of showcasing the group dynamic, and also right. starts with the great um, <laughs> opening, uh, like the cold open where they're where they're uh, uh, what is it? They're they're stuffing envelopes for her resume, and they're whistling yes. the uh, 
the music for the uh, the wow, what is it called from the whist- whistle while you work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. Oh, I I just liken it to uh, 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 uh is it Bridge on the River River Cry? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Ah, well, that's where I got it from. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's actually my other episode from the season. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, do you and want to talk about for it? For a reason. Well, I you know, I didn't have a whole lot more to say than you said. It was included on the the Best of Friends DVD and so it was kind of the ones I I remember the most. But also, um I can't help we'll talk about this later, but I can't help but think about the milestones with Ross and Rachel. Uh and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Just the the way he the way he lets her have it. Um and it's just the interplay is good. It's the it shows why the show was a hit early on. Yeah. First I season agree. episodes aren't usually that great, and it's a standout. It's a standout episode for the series, I think. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, just, like, at the, at the end of it when, when he's, when he's like – because it, it's, it's also a good uh, – it's, it's a good episode to show the, the disconnect between – the gender roles, I guess, uh, of the dynamic of the group. Uh-huh. Um and it kind of it kind of flips that a bit, right? Um, and that's a big part of the arc of the episode. And it's it's really, I mean, I get kind of chills when I when I think of like at the end when when Ross gives gives it to uh, Rachel and he's just like, oh yeah, but look how happy she, happy she is and all that. It's just such a nice moment between Ross and Rachel that Rachel isn't even aware of, which is what a lot of the. Um, Ross and Rachel moments in season one are it's just that it's they're they're poignant little moments between Ross and Rachel that Rachel isn't aware of, right? Yeah. yeah. What's uh What's your next one? My next one is, <laughs> and I kind of struggle with this one too because I wanted to, I also wanted to do like uh, the one with the stoned guy and the one with fake Monica. Yeah. But uh, it's episode twenty two, the one with the ick factor. Um, okay. This is the one where uh, Monica is dating a guy who turns out to be a senior in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's so funny to see them rip on her for it. And like that scene where they're all like, where they're, where (laughs) they make like jokes about, about him watching Power Rangers and stuff like that. It's, it's really funny to me. And then they have the, uh, oh, that's right. Oh my God. They, they have the whole subplot of uh, Phoebe, uh, working for Chandler, right? Yeah. And that's the kind of the part that I I really I latched onto. It's another good, you know. You find out about Chandler, uh, and kind of what his job situation is like. That not not that we see him at work all that much, but it informs right. his character. Yeah, and and his work life is kind of a big part of his character throughout the series. Like, I mean, they're professional choices throughout the series are all kind of big defining parts of their of their characters but more so with Chandler because he's the one that kind of goes through um kind of a a big a big change throughout the course of the series uh in terms of his career and everything right which I always thought was really interesting yeah for sure um but the stuff with Monica and the 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 kid is it's so funny uh to me yeah and and awkward and i'm a big fan of like awkward humor and it's it's just really really awkward and even though some of the kind of uh like the show is kind of dated 
um, because of its uh, some of the. Um, it is. I remember yeah. thinking. I remember when you and I watched it in oh uh, five, I guess. Yeah. Which was only a year later. I couldn't remember if it was oh five or early oh six, but I guess it was oh five. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking, man, this show ages so well. But it has the first season hasn't. It it really hasn't, and it, it kind of they make the like little asides to referencing um, like current events to, to an extent, which I mean that's fine because I mean it's a sitcom, it's it, all that, but it kind of hearing them talk about about some of the stuff is here now in 2014 is a little it falls a little flat, but it, yeah, it's it not like a show it's not like the show relied on that kind of like any kind of social commentary or anything like that, right. Um, but those little like snippets are kind of they kind of stick out. But yeah. the one with the ick factor is is a lot of fun <laughs> to me because it shows a good a good side to their dynamic that they that they can kind of make fun of each other or or rip on each other, but it yeah. still be kind of you know okay I guess. Definitely agreed. That's yeah. a good one. Good choice. Oh, thank you. Usually uh, with this thing, our loyal listeners, we're also going to do like a least favorite of the season. Yeah. Uh, just to let you know, Matt, I didn't really pick one for season one. I didn't. I, I, I didn't either. Um, not that not that there isn't an episode that is the worst. I mean, of course, there's a worst episode in, in 24, 25, 24 episodes. Right. But uh, you can't really – with the first episode being as good as it is, you can't fault any bad episode in a season one of a sitcom right oh yeah and and season one of any sitcom is just it's it's a it's a building a building season a, a way to for them to define their uh their 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 chemistry and everything like right. that so there's always a rough period and uh the rough period in friends is not that pronounced because they they were all kind of clearly defined from the beginning and that's kind of a rarity in sitcoms um right so yeah, so I guess we can move on to season two, which I do have a um, least favorite for that, but we'll save that for later. I um, do too, and and we'll talk about that together because mine's the same as oh, yours. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Do you have any um, other standout episodes from season one? Just I don't have any. No. Okay. Nope. You're over me. Oh God. What? You're. Uh, oh God. You're you're over me. When, when were you under me? So season two. Season two. Do you want to this, give an overview? Yeah, uh, I do. Um, season two, we get more Ross and Rachel stuff. Ross comes back uh, from his trip abroad uh, at when uh, Rachel f- discovers that she also kind of likes Ross, and that's why she received the gift from Ross last season. I don't know. Mm. I'm being really vague with my details. <laughs> but uh, comes back, and she's kind of upset that Ross is with Julie. And uh, right. so they break it up because Ross finds out that Rachel liked Ross, but Ross makes a list of the two, and they find <laughs> out. And then there's the prom video, and they get back together, and everything's all good. <laughs> right, right. It's a it's a Ross and Rachel season. It is, and and what's interesting about that is that it it resolves itself. the the Ross and Rachel aspect of it, or the will they won't they of it, um, resolves itself midway through the season. 
Right. Um, which I thought was really, really interesting for them, uh, a really interesting way for them to do because they don't drag it out through an entire season. Um, right. And I don't even think that they really, I don't, I don't think that they really got them together around sweeps. Well, yeah, I guess it was around sweeps because it was around it been, February. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not a fault on them because, I mean, that's a big, obviously they would go, go for a big episode then. But it's it says something about the show that it didn't that the entire season didn't uh, that that they went in sure they eventually came to terms with the fact that they got them together a little soon in the series very soon in the series actually yeah but they didn't um, they didn't drag it out they didn't make like a they didn't they didn't make a, a, a situation where the first season is Ross and Rachel from Ross's perspective and the entire season two is Ross and Rachel from Rachel's perspective. And I, I kind of respect that, respect them for that because it, it really made it so that they didn't retread old territory. Right. And the stuff between Ross and Rachel from Rachel's perspective of Rachel being in love with Ross and him not knowing is, is also really solid and really good. Yeah, it is. Well, again, I said this once, I'll say it again. We're going to talk about the relationships um, after we after we do our run through of the seasons or, or maybe through I don't know we're gonna talk about it um, but if you're even if you are not in the Rostin and Rachel camp at the end you can't deny the effectiveness of season two. Oh, absolutely oh yeah and I, I we'll talk about that okay but yeah <laughs> uh, notable episodes go uh, first one I have is the one with the list um, we talked about it uh, uh, you talked about it in your overview of it but Man, this is just such a fun, a fun episode, but it has such a, um, a, a, a repercussions. The repercussions of this episode are felt in the next few episodes. So it's a really fun situation, but it's also has this kind of under, under, underpin of, of drama to it, um, uh-huh. that I, I thought was really, cool i guess it comes after after ross and rachel kissed um and then obviously ross makes the list and all that which i want to point out oh yeah um two things about it one is that uh they use chandler's laptop which (laughs) when you go back and watch it this makes it seem so dated because the laptop is so old Mm-hmm. Um, and that just makes me laugh, just uh, just as someone living. Yeah, anytime in... you see old technology. Oh yeah, it gives it. A anytime you see an episode, here's a question I've had for a while about '90s shows. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I gotta check my messages. <laughs> yeah, but not just at their house when like they're at a restaurant and they got to use a payphone to check their messages. Was that really a thing in the 90s or is that a a uh, uh, a 90s sitcom like device that they just used? Huh. They I think it was a I thing mean, I'm it. sure it was possible. I'm not saying oh, it's yeah. impossible. Cuz well, I'm I saying think... was that a thing people did often or is or is that a device? Are we talking about it, it... Are they setting it up as if it was they're calling home to talk to their answering machine or to play back their answering machine? Or are they or is this at a time where voicemail is already a burgeoning? Yeah, um, they're they're checking. They are checking their voicemail. Uh, they're they're checking their answering machine by calling it. 
Okay. Checking yeah. their messages. I never really had a had an issue with it as a plot device in sitcoms. Okay. But yeah, uh, it it comes into play uh, in a couple seasons, season or two. Um, later, I mean, it's but... it's okay. I don't. It doesn't bother me. No, least. no, no. Um, it's also worth mentioning that the one with the list is uh, also the like the B plot of it is Monica takes a job with. Uh, uh, Michael McKean, is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he hired her to make, uh, to make a thanks like like, a Thanksgiving dessert out of mocklet. Yeah. Um, and that was a plot. That that was a plot. Um, that was put into the episode to give the episode a Thanksgiving, um, quality. It's the only Thanksgiving episode that isn't really a Thanksgiving episode. Right. My um, brother and I, you know, we uh, a month ago we did our we watched every all 10 episodes that took place on Thanksgiving. Nice. Of friends. And it was a blast. They are I don't I mentioned very few of them in this list. You you'll see which ones I do, but um they're all worthy of being on a top list, but I um this this one is barely that. Yeah, it's it's such a kind of just like you can tell it's just a, something that was thrown in just to just to appease because I, th- right. I i want to say that nbc like asked them to do to to change it to to put in a plot line for for to make it thanksgiving so that they could market it as a thanksgiving block of episodes um yeah yeah i don't know um so my episode if you don't mind oh yeah oh i just want to I... say really quickly sorry uh just the short story that that chandler improvises when he's reading the list is so so funny to me. I'll I'll throw it into the episode here. It was summer. And it was hot. Rachel was there. A lonely gray couch. Oh look, cried Ned. And then the kingdom was his forever, the end. That's it? That's all you wrote? You're the worst writer in the whole world. But yeah, it makes me laugh every time. So what um, was yours? Well, I want to say that I wrote down the one with the list, but then noticed you had it and decided to change it up. Oh, okay. Um, and then I almost went with the one where Ross finds out because I love the way uh, David Schwimmer plays uh, finding out about it. Right? He, when, oh, yeah. When he says, you're, you're, you're over me? When were you? <laughs> when were you? When were you under me? Under me. <laughs> yeah. It's just well played, oh, yeah. um, but the but the one I chose is is um, the one with the baby on the bus. Oh, nice! One of my favorite because... lines are, is in that episode. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead and say it. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, it's where it, the line is like, "All right, pick a." All right, all right. It's it's ducks, ducks or clowns. Uh, all right, we'll flip <laughs> for it. Heads or tails. All right, well, uh, heads because ducks have heads. It's like, what kind of scary ass clowns came to your birthday? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. For that reason, it's hilarious, but even more base because it's just so sitcommy. It is. Oh, it absolutely is. Right. I I talk about this all the time. I love deconstructing things. I I love to I love to bring shows to a reduction, which is kind of what I'm doing with the with the 
uh, sharp dialogue, sharp haircuts thing. But right. uh, I love to bring them to a reduction. When I talk about a sitcom, a situational comedy, um, when you have characters doing funny things in funny situations, the one with the baby on the bus is exactly that. They pair off their characters and they put them in funny situations. Yeah. And they they build the comedy from from that situation, and it it plays so well, um, especially since you have characters that have such strong chemistry with each other, right? Um, that they can they can carry they can carry the audience through this this ridiculous situation and also this really disturbing situation. I mean, yeah, that's the other thing is that it's it's really scary. Yeah. And oh they, yeah. And they play it for humor, which whatever that's yeah. whatever, funny. Yeah, and it's something that kind of it comes back um like that aspect of it is kind of rampant throughout the throughout the whole series. Like the one that jumps to mind is is later later in the series or like a couple episodes or a couple seasons later at least um where where Monica accidentally bangs or yeah, Monica accidentally accidentally bangs uh um Ben's head on on the pillar thing. <laughs> and uh-huh. it's like like I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, Monica Bang. Monica Bang. Which the yeah. yeah. But anyway, um yeah, the the one with the baby on the bus is is really strong and it's yeah. really funny. Also you have a has second episode? Uh I do, but I want to point out that this this uh <laughs> the one with the baby on the bus uh has a guest spot or cameo from uh Leah Thompson. Oh yeah. Yeah. My favorite from my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. What about you? Second episode? Um or is this your first episode? This is the second. Okay. What about know. you? Second episode? Um, now I'm lost of where we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I I want to go with one episode, but I I actually just saw like there are two episodes I want to talk about for my second one. The the one that I just realized that I just saw because I'm looking at a list of the episodes. This is actually my favorite episode of the season, and it's a contender for one of my favorite episodes of the series. Okay. Um. So I'll talk briefly about this one, but it's uh, the one where Heckles dies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was on my list at first, too, but go ahead. Um, I don't know why I, I'd kind of forgotten about this when I made my list, because I, I guess I overlooked it. But, man, this this is such a, a strong episode for me as a fan of Chandler. Um, it's just interesting to see how they tie together this this character, that this kind of just kind of throwaway character of, of Heckles as as like a kind of like a oh neighbor that's always grumpy at you kind of character and then they kind of give him this this emotional send off through Chandler cuz there's a scene where Chandler is going through Chandler having gone through all of Heckle's things and he kind of comes becomes obsessive over over Heckle's and and the fact that he could turn into Heckle's and he kind of has this existential crisis after the death of a neighbor Right. And it's it's really interesting to see Matthew Perry play through like all the emotions that go into this kind of descent into almost madness. Right. Um and it's it's really interesting to see these characters having I mean, at this point they're like my god, and this this puts such a uh something on us. Um <laughs> at this point they're like a couple years younger than what we are now. In we're talking about the second season. Right, yeah, so Ross yeah. Ross would be twenty seven, mm-hmm. and the math for that is in the fourth season. Um, <laughs> Ross goes, and so what if I like to go home, throw on some Kenny G, and take a bath? <laughs> Joey goes, Ross, we're twenty nine, we're not women. That's right. 
Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the one where they're so gonna party, isn't it? Yeah, they're so yeah. gonna party. <laughs> oh, that's a great. That's it. That's a great uh, episode. But anyway, so so this episode with with the one where Heckles dies, it's just it, it speaks to me because he has this freak out and everything, and then it ends on such a strong uh, strong moment because he's like. He's like he kind of he's sitting in and he's standing in Heckles's um apartment and he's like, Well try to keep it down and that just I mean it's played for kind of a I mean it's kind of a cheap not cheap, but it's I don't know how to how to say it, but it's it's just a really well special I, moment. I think what you're me. trying to say is that line is not that line implies we knew Heckles. Right. And and we didn't. And we don't at all. No. Um, but the episode is about Chandler, so we can kind of forgive it. Yeah. And in the end, it works. The line works. Yeah, and it's not and it's not because it's like, oh, no, a character died and I'm sad. It's more like one of my favorite characters has gone through an emotional journey, and, and this yeah, exactly. is his. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it works really well for me because I love those kind of episodes where it's it's a focus on one of the characters going through a certain – a certain thing in their life that is, is very uh, gives it a certain kind of specialness, I guess, aside from being just a, a sitcom plot device kind of situation. Right. Um, but then, and then briefly I'll talk about the other one. Uh, the one with five steaks and an eggplant, I think is really strong. Okay. Um, because like the poker, like the one with all the poker, um, it also is an episode that, um, shows a, like the differences within the group because it's all about their um they can't afford certain things like some of them can't afford stuff as much as the other ones can and it's kind of it's just, it's a taboo kind of um problem that that happens in social groups because i mean if if certain people have uh more money and they want to do more things it's kind of messes with the group dynamic when you have such a i mean centralized group of friends it's kind of hard to um deal with that kind of discrepancy and i think it's played in this episode really really well but mm-hmm. yeah we can talk more about it or not I, I mean you can go ahead and bring up your next one okay um mine is kind of an obvious one that i <laughs> that i guess i kind of have to mention but it's the one with the prom video yes i love this episode which I bet if you asked ten people, four of them would say this is their favorite episode. Oh yeah. Um, there's, <laughs> I love the 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 creepy guy. Well, the Monica has the interview with the creepy guy, right? Who <laughs> asks her if she's gonna wash the the vegetables? Yes. She says, Don't. I like them dirty. <laughs> uh, Joey gives Chandler the reject from the Mr. T collection. <laughs> I pity the fool who wears this bracelet. I pity the fool. <laughs> Just a bunch of classic lines. But, of course, oh, yeah. the reason why people love the episode is because um, toward the end of the episode, they're watching home the home video of of Monica and Rachel's prom. Uh, Monica's date – or Rachel's date might not make it, and so Ross decides to go. Um, basically, it's all a way to get Rachel to fall in love with Ross all over again. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's one of the great TV moments of all time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I want to say, was this the first the first time that they that they had like a flashback? I mean, it's not necessarily a flashback because they're watching it, but it's the first time in the show that they went back to before the show. Um, yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. And it's a well that they that they draw from throughout the rest of the series many times. It is. It is um, sometimes not to uh, such positive returns. Right. But, but funny, they set such a strong precedent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's just such a classic episode in terms of what you expect from the show. Um, great in not intense, but um, drama that hits you right in the feels and oh, yeah. and classic jokes, memorable jokes. Yeah, the whole lobster thing is such. You know, it it plays out early in the earlier in early in the episode where Phoebe's talking about how like oh they're lobsters and it's kind of this quirky like little thing. And then they pay it back at the end when when she when Rachel goes and kisses them. It's just it's it's such a nice like little punctuation mark. Uh, yeah. In it, and also just to mention this, uh, the episode was ranked number one hundred on TV Guide's one hundred greatest episodes of all time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was in nineteen ninety seven. Is that the only? Is that the only Friends showing? Oh, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. I, I. Okay, that was only a year after it came out. Yeah, which I think it speaks to its. It's staying power or or it's immediate kind of uh resonance through t v viewers at that time because it was it was number one on the greatest episodes of all time list um, right, and it was so soon after it aired yeah yeah it wait it was number what number was it number one hundred it was number one hundred okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine <laughs> uh but yeah i I love this episode so much, yeah, that's a great one, yep. Um, should we move on to season three? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was all of them. Go ahead. I can't. You're a totally different person to me now. I used to think of you as somebody that would never, ever hurt me. Ever. God, and now I just can't stop picturing you with her. I can't. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do, Ross. It's just changed everything. This can't be it. Then how come it is? Well, season three is a a turbulent one for the friends. Friends? Um, (laughs) uh, It sees Ross and Rachel breaking up. Um, I want to say that it also is uh, a big, a big focus of the season is is monica monica and richard right is that the season where they they're together um which is really entertaining in and of itself but it basically it shows the the group kind of dealing with uh several different relationship things like ross and rachel um breaking up uh uh, chandler and uh janice uh going through their their own kind of breakup um I always forget how Janice started. I whenever I'm doing a friends rewatch, mm-hmm. I am aware of Janice, but I never remember I never like uh am cognizant of oh this is the first appearance of Janice. Do you know? Can you tell me exactly when it is? Uh the first appearance of Janice. Oh, that is a tough one. Um uh-huh. I'm looking at the list of episodes now. I'm kind of scanning to see if there's a uh if it, if it pops out to me, because Janice is a figure throughout the series that pops up once per season, and I thought that that was really interesting 
uh, sometimes in a big role, sometimes in just a cameo, one time as a vocal cameo. Uh, but she's uh-huh. there for each season. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what her first one is, but I remember she's referenced, like, kind of offhand. Uh, Janice Littman Goralnik. First appearance, <laughs> the one with the East German laundry detergent. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes of that season, too. Yeah. Um, episode of season one. Okay. Um, but uh, but season three kind of kind of go. It's not a very clearly defined season. There's not like a a, a big arc throughout the season. Um, and it ends with the one at the beach where we referenced earlier. Um, so, so it's it's kind of this. I don't know how else to characterize it. It's 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 a very strong emphasis on the relationships that the friends have with with other people. That's about mm-hmm. the best way I can describe it. Uh, more so than some of the other earlier seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think of season three and what is your first episode? Uh, season three is great. It's, it's season three is kind of where a show is supposed to be hitting its stride. Mm-hmm. Friends is interesting because it hit its stride with the, the prom video in season two. Yeah. Um, uh, so season three is kind of where it hit its, um, it, it, it plateaued at its peak really till it ended. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it it peaked in popularity, or at least it got a, a huge jump in season three. Um, okay. My favorite episode of season three, I think, I think, is my favorite episode of all time, and it's the oh. second episode of the season, the one where no one's ready. Yes. Uh, and it's just such an important episode to me. Like I said, I I um, used to. I memorized this episode and we used to like play this episode with friends. I just kind of acted out for people. It was on the best of friends DVD. Uh, and it's just so full of lines. Um, when you describe to somebody what a bottle episode is, you can describe this episode and they know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. They may not know that that's a bottle episode. And in fact, they might not even, uh, realize that they didn't leave the apartment the whole episode, but this is, this is what a bottle episode is. Um, it's, it's Ross and Rachel being cute and sexy together. It's Chandler and Joey being best friends and funny. It's Monica being super high strung and it's Phoebe being quirky and weird. It, yeah. It's a classic friends episode. It's the most classic friends episode. Oh yeah. And it's, it's a great introduction to the series also. Right. Um, and not that the pilot isn't, but just, uh, it's it's yeah a, it, right. This if we're playing pick two episodes, this has to be one of them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I love, I I love the 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 kind of the way that the way that the argument, <laughs> like Ross is dealing with such stress between between everyone's situation and everything. But I love the the stuff that comes to play between him and Rachel throughout the episode because he's. Like she's she reaches a point where she's just pissed off at him, <laughs> right? And then it's it's just such an interesting way to show their relationship without like pre them breaking up and and getting it's 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 a nice moment for their relationship as a relationship yeah. rather than it being like a oh they're getting together or oh they're breaking up kind of right episode right right totally yeah uh, and. <laughs> You know, in the same way, it does that for Joey and Chandler. <laughs> it really does. Um, yeah, and and that's such a fun, fun subplot. I mean, that's just that's 
it it kind of underscores the the not importance of because I mean it, it's kind of like this stressful like kind of real time kind of thing with with Ross being all frantic about them all getting ready and everything. But that's such a fun little like journey through uh, Chandler and Joey, um, seeing that they seeing like them being so. Uh, um, at odds about this damn chair. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny to me. It's a very friend thing to do. Oh, friend, absolutely. Friend, friend, as in the show, but it's very like it's friends do that. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a very real thing. Yeah, and it's it's played to such great effect in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and do you have a favorite from the season? Uh, my favorite overall from the season. Well, just give me your next. That was just. Your oh, next. okay. That was your transition to the next one. Okay. Um, my, my first one is, uh, the one with the morning after. Okay. Uh, that's the big Ross and Rachel breakup episode. Um, and while the road to getting there is kind of, I mean, they, they go through some pretty, pretty heavy stuff in their relationship to reach the, like we were on a break kind of situation or or to reach the point where she asked them to take a break. Yeah. They go through some heavy stuff, jealousy, stuff like that, and it's it's it works for me. Like it's it's really I mean it's kind of the most dramatic moments of the series are Ross getting really jealous and and awkward with with his relationship with Rachel, which is something that's really interesting to me because I mean, you can argue that it's it doesn't seem that real. Um yeah. but I feel like it does. Like I think it's it's really... I feel like Ross would be a jealous type. Yeah, he'd be a jealous there's, type. There's always everybody has. I mean, everybody, despite how smart they may be, has uh, faults, right? And his right. is his is insecurity. Yeah, and and it's really amplified by the fact that this is Rachel. This is the girl that he's he's had a crush on since he was 15 years old. Right. So I feel like that's that's it's warranted that he would be super paranoid about um, the relationship. Right, totally. and and the risk of losing her, and it ends up losing her. <laughs> um, right, but I, what I what I really like about this episode is that, I mean, he messes up, and we'll talk about that when we get to the whole discussion of the relationship, I guess. But I I like the fact that there's like a mini bottle episode in this episode because they're stuck stuck in the room as uh-huh. the breakup is going on, and that's something that always. I always liked a lot, um, and it kind of it, to intercut the big breakup with this kind of sitcom fun kind of B plot with them being stuck in a room is is an interesting way to level out the the episode for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, do you have anything to say about the morning after? Uh, no, I, I just, I, I agree with you fully. Um, it's another, like I said, Ross is my favorite. And I think part of it is because of, of Schwimmer's performances. And, mm-hmm. and when he, when he realizes that he's like going to, going to kiss this arm for the last time, yeah. um, th- that can be cheesy, but, but gosh, if it's not well done, it, as it, far as I'm concerned, it really, really is. Because in a moment where you're realizing that that's happening, that mm-hmm. y- you react almost foolishly. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to watch you do those kinds of things. Or, right. well, people do want to watch, but you don't want anybody <laughs> to see you do those things. Right. It's, it's Ross at such a, such a vulnerable level. And exactly. I mean, and I will say that the, the line where I think he's like, he's like, this can't be over or whatever. And then she's like, why, then, then why is it or something like that? Why is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that, like, I thought that that line in and of itself was a little like, eh, they didn't really stick the landing on that one. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the effect of the episode is, is it comes through like the power of that scene is, is it comes through and it ripples. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, then my other episode, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Uh, this is one I am going to talk about, a, uh, a Thanksgiving episode. And I pick it because Friends was known for its Thanksgiving episodes. It, it mm-hmm. aired on Thanksgiving. Uh, it aired on Thursdays. And so oftentimes it, it was on Thanksgiving. Um, and it's the one where they fight for the Geller Cup. <laughs> yeah. And one of the coolest dynamics of the show that I always loved was despite how I feel about Monica. I don't know if we've said who our least favorite is, but Monica oh, yeah, by man. far is mine. Yeah, mine too. I hate Monica. Yeah. Uh, she she is too over the top. In fact, I don't like Courtney Cox all that much. I you know, I don't really either. Uh so so that could be part of it, but I I feel like Monica as a character has a lot lot going against her. Right. Um so anyway, the you you get the dynamic there of of what they're like um something that we see several times throughout um it's chandler and joey being buddies and and buddies <laughs> fight over girls and yeah I, I i love how they um it's another episode before ross and rachel break up and so they're kind of just being in a relationship and i love to see how, how ross as a man uh, playing a football game is trying to be delicate with his girlfriend who is not good at football. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and he, and he goes, uh, see now he picks, they pick Joey and now I pick you. <laughs> That's right. Like, you don't pick me. You're stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. That's... Which is very genuine. That's oh, a yeah. very, that's a very real couple struggle. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it, it's yeah. a it's a standout it's a standout in the football episode or in the uh, the Thanksgiving episodes. Nice, yeah, I agree, and I really like it for the for the way that it it shows uh, Ross and Monica's relationship as 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 siblings. Um, some of the strongest episodes and some of Courtney Cox's most tolerable episodes are the yeah. ones where it's focused on her sibling relationship with with uh, Ross, and I, I really right. like that as someone who is a sibling. I appreciate that aspect of the storytelling in, in the series. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you have another one from three? I do. The one with the tiny t-shirt. Um, okay. I, I kind of, it's, it's kind of an out there episode for, for, for me, I guess to, to pick. Cause I mean, the only real storyline I can really remember from it is the, is the title, but I, I really liked that storyline where they, they kind of, they're bickering a little bit and they, they get back the, he gets back the t-shirt. I think I just like it because he gives her back the t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and being a person, it's the, I'll, I'll tell you what that is as someone who is on the, the Ross and Rachel fan bus, mm-hmm. giving her back the shirt is kind of like, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a, a foreshadowing of a line that they say later on in the series about how they're, it's never off the table. Right. 
and how they're never done and and that and that um you know if you don't if you don't buy the ending and there are people who don't um he Ross never gives up and he and he would never give up and a lot of people say well well why didn't he just move on after 8 years right well, sometimes you don't especially yeah. if you're if your sphere of influence includes that person for so oh, yeah. long Right, like if you graduate from high school and go separate ways, you're gonna get over that person. But right. it, it just it wouldn't end for Ross, and I, and I can see I, I love that episode because that is is another it's a very Ross type of gesture, but it's also a type of gesture that a person who uh, is was and always will be in love with someone would do. I th- yeah, that's that's a perfect summation of the episode and of that dynamic too, and yeah. also just the fact that he has to. Uh, you know, deal with her every day. Like he's part of right. it's. You know, obviously it's a sister's best friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which reminds Rough. me of struggle. Yeah. It's just reminds you of what? Uh, just an episode later on that we'll talk about in season five. The the Kips. Uh, where they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. 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 So yeah, you talked about the one at the beach, the finale. Uh, this is one of the finales that I just I wasn't that crazy about. Hmm. Um. Just because it didn't really, it didn't really resonate. Like, like the show is really built around these big, like tentpole season finales and and premieres and stuff. Like, I mean, each season finale kind of had the like this weight behind it. Like, uh, Ch- Chandler and Monica are getting married in this episode. In this finale, right. they're getting they're getting engaged. They're Rachel's having her baby. Um, every season finale kind of has this big thing. And then this season, season three is just like, Oh, they're going to the beach. Right. And right. Kind of, that's just my feelings on it. It's yeah. not a bad episode. Uh, yeah. You know, the one at the beach never bothered me that much, except for, <laughs> except for the really bad skull cap that Ross's girlfriend wears. <laughs> yeah. That one's pretty horrendous. Um, speaking of bad episodes, we kind of set something up early and then missed it. Uh, we forgot to talk about the bad episode we both want to talk about in season two. What what was it? What, what uh, yeah, I, I completely spaced that too. But um, it's it's the one after the Super Bowl. Right. Um, what, what about it? Uh, it's just filled with um, – like if I, there's multiple cameos in that episode, right? Uh, I know Jean-Claude or Van Damme. Just Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, but I, I just felt like it's a little, for a series that is so built around a central dynamic between six people and their, their relationship and their chemistry, it felt a little too much like go big. And obviously they went big for, for being after the Super Bowl. Um, and also the fact that it's called the one after the Super Bowl is a little, uh, it's, it's a, it's a little too meta for me for one thing. Yeah, that's true. This isn't a show that is about being meta. And I mean, it has like, oh, yeah, it has some good guest stars. Like uh, Fred Willard plays the the guy that uh, tells Ross that, that uh, the monkey's dead. And right. Then, uh, Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Yep. And also that, that one guy who plays. Oh, yeah. And Brooke Shields is in this episode. Brooke Shields. Okay. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. No. It's, it was just, it was too much. And, and it's, I mean, it. It felt like the show. It's indicate uh, indicative of the show being just such a breakout hit that in their second episode they really went for broke in terms of star power and guest stars and stuff like that. 
in this uh-huh. one episode and it just uh-huh. felt a little cocky to me and and a little it ill-fitting for the for the tone of the series gotcha so yeah well that's fair well yeah. uh should we move on then to season four yeah totally um okay. gentlemen your pick it's all relative monica and i had a grandmother who died you both went to her funeral name that grandmother Nana? She has a real name. <laughs> Althea! Althea! What are you doing? I took a shot. You're shooting with Althea? Althea is correct. By shooting! So season four uh, is there are actually a couple of huge story arcs going on. There there are the obvious ones. Um, throughout the episode, throughout the season, um, Ross falls in love with Emily, and it's kind of a whirlwind relationship um, where he and Emily eventually decide to get married uh, while Ross realizes that she's still, or <laughs> Rachel realizes that she's still in love with Ross. Uh, she ends up attending the wedding, and then the probably the most memorable line is Ross says, I take thee, Rachel, even though he's talking to Emily Wolfham. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the other big storyline is that um, – Lisa Kudrow was pregnant during the filming of this season, so they wrote it into the story where she would carry her brother's child, which turns out to be triplets. Right. Uh, and then finally, amongst all that, is actually my favorite story arc of it is uh, is with, with Joey and Chandler. Uh, and we mentioned this long time ago, how in the middle of the season, they always – in the middle of a series, friends always have to have some sort of breakup. Mm-hmm. I think we – oh, no. You know what? We mentioned that in Community, which never aired. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, the lost episode. One of our lost so, episodes. Yeah. So uh, never mind that. Right. Anyway, uh, popular series always have some sort of falling out. Like in, in Seinfeld, um, uh, Jerry kicks Kramer out. For, about the keys because Kramer mm-hmm. was inside the house too much and, and then he goes to LA and, and all that. Uh, so Chandler falls in love with Joey's girlfriend at the time uh, and doesn't tell Joey about it. So they, so um, Chandler has to be in the box without yeah. speaking. And, and it's just a good, if, if you love Joey and Chandler, this has got to be one of your favorites, favorite oh, yeah. seasons. Um, and so you get that, the friend breakup and you get them again the, uh, back together. Yeah, I, I I really liked that aspect of this of the season, uh, yeah. of the of the show. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, should I should I go first with one of my favorite? Yeah. Episode? Go ahead and do a favorite. Uh, the one with the ballroom dancing. Uh, it's episode four, and it, it's the one where um, the the superintendent of the building, uh, has. Uh, Krieger. Is it? Yeah, Trigger, Mr. Trigger. Uh, Trigger. He has uh, – uh, like he, he, he verbally gets angry at uh, um, Rachel in the hallway. And so Joey kind of gives him a piece of his mind, and it turns out that he's, he's thre- he threatens to have uh, Monica and Rachel um, evicted if – Unless Joey can uh, teach him how to dance or be his dancing partner for a superintendent's ball. It's such a ridiculous storyline. Sounds like a sitcom. It is, and it's played so well. It's so funny, and it's it's really – I love that aspect of it because it's like 
it's so ridiculous and it's it's one of the characters kind of off on their own doing their own thing mm-hmm. and it's played so well and uh even more interesting to me is uh the b story involving chandler and ross that they they have this whole story where um like chandler's going through his finances and they're like yeah um you're paying 50 bucks a month to for this gym membership that you never use and then they decide to go quit the gym <laughs> and they bring out this this attractive woman comes out and is like like they basically have uh Ross and Chandler come away from it with having a joint account or something or having like having like a double membership <laughs> a or couples something. count yeah yeah and then and then right. that that leaps frogs into them going to the bank to to cancel their account and then they end up with a joint account it's just it's really really funny to me and i just i love the i love the Chandler um, the Chandler lines in it, like just the two ones that are like, I want to quit the gym. And then when they bring out the attractive woman to close their accounts at the bank, he's like, I want to quit the bank. It's just, I, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just feel like this is a really strong episode, kind of just, kind of not, not, not a, a strong standalone episode. Yeah, for sure. But, yep. For sure. Um, mine is, I, uh, man, I hate to do the easy ones. I, I feel like I'm doing really obvious ones, but they're, they're obvious for a reason. This one's also on the best of friends. Uh, it's the one with the embryo. Oh, dear, yeah. That's my, that's my, that's my next one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. No, that's fine. That's Go okay. Ahead. It's, it's worth talking about because it's so important. Oh yeah. Um, it's the one where it's called the one with the embryos, but really it should be called the one with the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, it's it's the one where they where they battle uh, for. It starts out when uh, Chandler and Joey claim to know Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel, <laughs> so many characters. <laughs> yeah, claim to know Rachel and Monica better than the reverse. Right, yeah. and so <clears throat> the the joke is that they decide to have a contest to find out who knows whom more. Uh, and we just get amazing backstory <laughs> for the characters. We get brilliant interplay with the characters. Um, the performances and the quickness, the delivery of the dialogue uh, with with Chandler and Joey. Uh, in particular, I'm thinking of the one about um, Ross asks, we, uh, we both had an aunt who died. What was the name of that aunt? And they're running out of time. And Joey goes, Althea. Althea? Althea. I took a shot. You're shooting, You're shooting with, with Althea? Althea, Althea is correct. Good shooting. Good shooting. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's just so it's awesome. I mean, and it's 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 real, and that's the best you can say about a a, a sitcom is is that it's real. Right. Um, oh yeah. And so I just I just love it. It's it's so good. Yeah. And it ends up like changing the sets of the show because they switch apartments at the end. Yeah, they do. Um, uh, albeit more brief than I remember, like right. watching it on on syndication i thought it was for longer than it was it's only something like six or seven episodes yeah uh, i'm trying to right it's episode. not long yeah it's not long at all there's a it's like a handful of episodes but it's still it's yeah. so it's so interesting to me to see them do that i mean that's i mean that's an extreme i mean i don't like friends don't really do that but it's it's played so well um yeah and how they're such sore victors in it <laughs> like they come gliding yeah. it like I think Chandler is like riding the uh, the dog, porcelain dog. Yeah, yeah. the porcelain dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, <clears throat> um, so fun. 
Yeah. So since I had that, oh, and it also has just the 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 beautiful, beautiful Giovanni Ribisi line. My sister's gonna have my babies. <laughs> Which I feel weird yeah. yelling if anyone hears me say that. Oh, um, that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but since that was also my my pick, I just want to talk again about kind of the overview of um just the the Chandler and and Joey arc that season uh with with Chandler being in love with with uh his his girlfriend I'll go ahead and just say my my pick for it would be the one with Chandler in the in the box um uh okay yeah that's... I was just making sure that wasn't in my, that wasn't my other one oh yeah oh my god it's not though you're okay fine. um yeah I just I I <laughs> like just the cold open is so funny to me because it's just it's their uh Chandler keeps calling Joey to ask him to 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 apologize to him and all that and get him to talk to him and then Joey's not having it so he keeps hanging up and it just escalates so much like like Chandler pretends to be like a radio DJ and and stuff and then like there's a little like glint in in Joey's eyes like it's like it's like he's, he believes it for a second and then he's like oh no and then he hangs up the phone and then he does it again and he finally goes off and he's like listen Chandler I don't want to talk to you or whatever and then it's it's just Ross saying saying like oh hey hey it's it's just me it's me and then he's like oh okay and then he's like listen I got Chandler here <laughs> and yeah. I just I love right. it so much but uh, the whole dynamic of having Chandler in a box it's 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 such a goofy way to mend their friendship um, but it 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 plays really well and especially because Chandler and and uh, uh, the girl Kate. Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that like they're like it's it's not like he he didn't. Uh, it's such an interesting dynamic, I guess. Because and like you you want to root for Chandler to to be in a in a stable relationship and all that stuff. Um, Definitely. So it's not like he did this horrible thing. Or whatever, so so you can buy the whole resolution of it being him being stuck in a box and and stuff like that. Um, it also calls back to the time where Joey was <laughs> trapped in their entertainment center. <laughs> yeah, um, which I, I thought was uh, just a really good, really good episode. Yeah, um, another another Thanksgiving episode. Yep. 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 Okay. Um, then the next one I'll talk about. Sorry, is uh the one with the free porn <laughs> yeah and it's I love not it. i i think it's because i didn't want to pick another thanksgiving episode or I, and i i don't love all the emily stuff mm-hmm. um i i think emily is is not that interesting and i really just in the end feel bad for ross so um i picked the one with the free porn um because i'm embarrassed to say mom if you're listening to this i i apologize but like that's a real struggle. Like <laughs> if that happens, I would not turn off the TV just because you're afraid. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, it's just a genuine thing. Yeah, and it's it's so. funny. It <laughs> it's it's funny. This episode kind of has a little bit of uh, a, a meta factor to me, I guess, or, or I don't know if meta is the right word, but. Just the scene where um, Monica is is describing to um, 
Ross what he needs to do, and then he she just turns it into like the setup of a porn, and then she's like, "Oh, I've been watching too much porn." It's like that's how I feel about the show. I watch too much Friends, and my just I have friend isms in my head that isn't really exactly me, and it kind of infiltrates my daily right. life. Um, right. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Get more of Trigger totally. in this episode. So- yeah, so the, you know, there's not much to say about this yeah. episode in particular, but but uh, you know, I like it because it's because it's real. Um, yes. In terms of episodes, I don't like about this season. Mm-hmm. I was unable to pick one, really? except that I don't love Emily. Okay, and I I can understand that. It and it's it's something that's played up um, a bit, or, or it, it's a sudden it's a sudden thing, obviously. Yeah, right. And it, and and. The relationship just doesn't work, and and then they vilify her early in the next season, and it just it's, I don't really care about Emily either. Yeah. Um. My my pick for episode that I don't like, and and the B plots and everything are are fine. I, I like the, I like the episode overall. Honestly, I don't think the show had a weak like, an episode that wasn't good. Um. Yeah. Like. The show may not have fired on all cylinders all the time, but it had weak episodes. And the one that I would pick for this season is the one with the cat. Um, okay. Which is just strictly because of the A story. Um, I just think that it's Phoebe Phoebe being quirky and weird affecting the group. Like she thinks that this cat is her mother reincarnated. And it's just something that just I thought was just yeah, a little – okay. Yeah, there are times where Phoebe does things like that, and that's definitely that that's bothersome. Yeah, and it's it's, I mean it it sidesteps being played for comedic effect and just becomes like, I mean, it just sounds like oh god these these people have to deal with this weird girl sometimes, um, and that's how I feel about about that. That might be a little harsh because she is still. A, a strong point of the group, but it's also like these kind of episodes that, uh, that they're, that they're reliant on the weirdness or a certain aspect of a certain character. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes they can be strong, but then other times like this, they can just be really kind of, uh, weak. But this episode is also one where they, where Chandler and Joey are trying to sell their entertainment unit because it's, because it doesn't fit right in their apartment. And they have that awesome scene with the two prospective buyers that they, uh, that they're basically Joey and Chandler. And it's so fun. Like they try to, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, They try to, they try to trade them like a canoe or something. And it's so funny to me. um, Right. To see that. But yeah, that's my, that's my pick. Cool. Um, well, I think that's it for season four. You want to go ahead and run us through season five? You ate my sandwich? <laughs> it was a simple mistake. It could happen to anyone. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you confuse it with your own turkey sandwich with a moist maker? <laughs> no. I... Do you perhaps remember seeing a note on top of it? There may have been a, a joke or... Limerick of some kind. That said, it was my sandwich. <laughs> now, now, calm down. Uh, come look in my office. Uh, some of it may still be in the trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it was quite large. I, 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 I had to throw most of it away. You, 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 you threw my sandwich away. My sandwich. My 
Absolutely. Season five is, let's see, it starts, by the way, this I don't. This season sucks. Do you think it sucks? No, come on, I'm kidding. I was going to say. I've seen your note and I fully agree. <laughs> or maybe your note is about season six. Uh, my note I, is about season six, but. Either way. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what season five and six are like? If you're a Beatles fan, mm-hmm. uh, season five and six are like Rubber Soul and Revolver, right? They're like they're so similar, and it's them at the top of their game before it, they really bust it out. Like a lot of people think that uh, Sgt. Pepper is their best album, season mm-hmm. seven, uh, but really it's it's Rubber Soul and Revolver back to back, season five and season six. Interesting. As someone who isn't that in tune with music and only listens to music they listened to in high school, can you attribute that to Motion City Soundtrack? <laughs> to or Motion Fallout City Boy? Soundtrack's fourth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It's kind of like. No, I can't. Okay. I can't because Fallout Boy. No, I can't. Okay. Well, season the Fallout Boy trajectory. You're going to have to like put this at the end. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to put this as a tag. Because the follow boy trajectory is is a lot more microcosmic. It's a lot smaller. Right. Right? Like they they uh they found their following with Take This to Your Grave and then From Under the Cork Tree was really their breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh and then their big one where they were kind of riding the wave was Infinity on High. Yeah. But there's no so there's no real back to back that's true. Albums because okay. Folly Adu was a was a huge drop off. You think so? In quality, no, I love it. Oh, okay. But in terms of popularity, yes, one hundred percent. Okay. So we'll just attribute this to Motion City Soundtrack. Seasons five and six are the commit this to memory of <laughs> friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you will. Okay. But anyway, yeah. Uh, season five is is the point where the show is at its height in terms of uh creativeness and of uh all around just just at its height popularity although i don't know if there was a dip in popularity later or anything like that but it's just all around just at its like we talked about firing on all cylinders this is it firing on all cylinders for these next couple seasons yes in my eyes um, but season five takes a, an interesting turn for ross because he uh he got married and then he got unmarried really quickly. Um, Poor guy. Yeah, and this is his kind of I'm going crazy kind of season. And it's also a part where – and then you have this really interesting subplot where um, that is a big point of the series is that Ross – or Rachel uh, – wow. <laughs> Chandler and Monica have the secret affair that blossoms into a full-blown romance and – but the halfway point of the season is where everyone finds out, and then that's when they become an, a legit couple. And I feel like that really makes the season really well-rounded, and that half of the season is them hiding their romance, and then um, the next half is them being dealing with being a couple. And it, they're two characters who are so interesting together, and they're so... At this point, they're so clearly defined in their roles as as people in relationships that seeing two of the friends get together without having this big, this big will they won't they kind of thing, really gives friends this really strong backbone uh, that isn't reliant on Ross and Rachel, which is something that I feel like was kind of missing from the series up until this point, um, yeah. and it, and it just goes from there, and and the season ends with. Um, uh, the episode is actually uh, the one in Vegas where, where Joey goes to Vegas and then the friends go to Vegas and it's, 
it actually ends with Ross and Ross and Rachel getting married. Um, right. Right. So it's a really interesting season and it's really strong. Um, so what's your first episode from season five? Well, uh, you, uh, it's funny. You didn't mention why I love this season so much. It's because where <laughs> it's where Ross becomes unhinged. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's where the funny starts. And, uh, <laughs> Again, like when I have when I want to give somebody my best evidence for why Ross is my favorite character and the funniest, if as far as I'm concerned, it's because of this season. And it starts uh, for me the one where Ross moves in, mm-hmm. right? And so what what happens for him is that he he's divorced again. He ends up losing his job or or, or going on leave. They right. they ask him to take a leave. A sabbatical. Uh, and then he also a sabbatical. He also loses his apartment. So in the one where Ross moves in, he moves in uh, with Chandler and Joey. Um, and it's you get Ross doing that little quiet hands thing, right? <laughs> and, and what's so interesting about this episode, and I don't know if it's just kind of re- of a result of good casting or, or, or just a bit of a luck, but that thing that Ross does with the hands, which I'm doing it right now for listeners, <laughs> so that's good radio, um, it is – it's likable, but it's so similar to something that Monica would do. Right, it's a very yeah. Geller type of thing, <laughs> but it's not super annoying uh, as Monica would do. Does that make sense? That actually makes a lot of sense, and that's uh, that's a dynamic of that I never really considered the whole fact that they're they're siblings, and um, I didn't consider that. That's a really good catch. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so yeah, it the the episode as a whole, um. You know, there's a little bit of Phoebe, there's a little bit of Monica, but it's the it's the boy dynamic in that episode that I yeah. that I really like a lot. It's a it's a chance for my favorite character to shine, and that's why I picked it. Nice, and I really like the subplot involving uh, Phoebe and the health inspector guy. Who? Yeah, right. I just I I love that dynamic because he's like, it's so fitting to phoebe that she would be kind of turned on by this guy who has no real authority acting like he has authority um and it's 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 just really funny to me but yeah it is a very strong guy story uh with the with the guys yeah um my first pick actually goes a couple episodes after that with uh (laughs) the one with ross's sandwich uh which is so so funny just for that one line even i mean the whole episode's really good but just the episode where like it's it's at a point in the in the season where um monica and, and chandler are still hiding their romance and it's uh it's where joey is helping them hide it and they make him do so much stuff to help them hide it like like phoebe finds the finds the underwear un- underwear in the couch and joey's like oh it's mine i just keep my underwear off and all that and it's just it just they drag Joey through the mud in the group and it's so funny to me. But the whole breakdown of of Ross uh uh Ross losing his job and because of a sandwich is is so funny to me cuz the, the whole like the his breakdown, it's his mental breakdown. Um yeah. and then there's also worth mentioning is the other B story or the, the like the C or B story with uh Phoebe and Rachel. They 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 take a class um and, and like a literature class or something. And uh, 
Rachel doesn't read any of the books and kind of just cheats in the class. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I thought that was really funny. It's a, just a really strong episode on the three storylines that play throughout it. Right. Um, for conversation's sake, just to be a little more interesting, uh, I'm going to pick something else. But that was mine because it's another okay. chance for, for Ross to shine. <laughs> when he does the my sandwich, <laughs> the delivery of the line is hilarious. But the birds flying away in the third one is yeah. so classic to me. It's so great. I love that so much. Um <laughs> So I'll talk about, I, I guess, uh, uh, an obvious uh, episode, the one where everybody finds out. Oh, yeah. I almost put that right? on there. Yeah. Um, what, what I love so much about the episode, by the way, this is also on the Best of Friends DVD, mm-hmm. and it's one of the ones I used to quote, is, um, is just the play around, like you mentioned before, of the things that they ask Joey to do to keep this a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the, the buildup of the tension, you know, how Chandler is – is trying to seduce Phoebe. Um, the acting for both of them is great. You don't get, I like <laughs> to see odd pairings in the group mm-hmm. and you don't get a Chandler and Phoebe all that much. You really don't. And, and so that, uh, and they do it well when they're together. And this is one of those instances where they're, when they're together. Um, the memorable line from that one is, is when they're asking Joey if they know. <laughs> and they're like, Joey, do they know? No. <laughs> Joey. They know you know. <laughs> uh, but they don't know that we know no, that no, they know no, that we no. know. <laughs> and you can't say anything. Couldn't even if I wanted to. Couldn't even if I wanted to. <laughs> and I love the I love the scene because Joey is so confused throughout this entire episode and he's so stressed out and everything. I love the line where he's like he's like, Why don't we just tell them? And then he breaks out into like the little little song. He's like, We know, we know, we know, and then we know. And then like, um, uh, Monica and Chandler look at him like, what the hell? And then he's like, oh, no, wait, that wasn't you. <laughs> it was, it's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so right. and it's it. also the episode where um, Ross moves in to Ugly Naked Guy, which we haven't talked about Ugly Naked Guy. I thought that was a – No, we haven't. It was an interesting uh, – <laughs> it was an interesting kind of throwaway callback line throughout the first five seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's funny. Uh, the, when, when Ross does that, when he's about to get the apartment and he does the squeal kick thing. (laughs) It's when, uh, when they, when Phoebe, Phoebe and Rachel are, are looking across the, across, uh, out the window and they see Monica and Chandler and then they're trying to distract him. Uh, if, if I'm remembering correctly, the one that you're talking about, but like when he does that, like. It's such a good bit of physical comedy on David Schwimmer's part. He twirls his arms around and he jumps and he's like he's so energetic about it. It's really funny. And just yeah. underscoring that is just the fact that they're they're trying to keep his attention away from it. So his genuine response juxtaposed with their um their attempt to keep his attention off of the windows just really hits hits a really fine uh, comedic note for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I could yeah. I could really go for the rest of our episode talking about uh Ross moments. And one of the reasons <laughs> I love 5 so much is cuz it's just so full of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the one with the cop where they're uh where they're trying to get the the couch up the stairs and, and Oh, classic. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> That's still 10 years later or I guess now 15 years later mm-hmm. uh in my my personal vernacular. Yeah. Oh, me. And it's it's still a, 
it's still in the the cultural vernacular too. I see it as a meme on on like online all the time. Nice, good. Um, yeah, it's and it's such it's such it's one of the classic episodes um, or classic moments from the series. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's funny. I'll transition to mine if you don't mind. Please. Um, mine is a Ross episode. Um, <laughs> my next one, both of my episodes. Wow, are are Ross episodes. Um, my next one is the one where Ross can't flirt. Um, okay. Yeah. I. I love this so much because he is so like in the cold open alone where, where Chandler is, he's just being friendly to the delivery girl. And then Ross is like, like, I can't believe you would do that to Monica. Just flirt with her, flirt with her and stuff. And he's like, I was just being nice and all that. And then it just comes to find out that, that Ross has a thing for, her and he can't flirt. There's a whole, the whole dynamic. It's somewhat of a bottle episode where they're waiting for Joey's big scene in, in a law and order episode with her, with his grandmother there who can't speak English. Yeah. And it's just, it's every aspect of this episode is another one where they just fire on all cylinders. I, I'll say it again. Um, totally. And just my favorite, one of my favorite lines of the entire series is when Ross is trying to flirt with the delivery girl. And then, uh, he says, "I happen to like eight-year-old boys." As <laughs> uh, like, like, just to pay her a compliment about her hair, in referencing in a line of dialogue that she said earlier in the episode, and just it's so funny to me that he would fumble that much. And there's a little bit of res- uh, emotional resonance for me, or, or I resonate. A, it resonates a little bit with me because I, you know, I'm socially awkward. So right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Like I have stories like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any bad episodes. Do you? Do you still need to do one? Or did um, you do both for... years? Let's see. No, Ross the sandwich. Uh, the one where Rachel smokes bothers me. Really. That is, if I had to pick a, a least favorite one because it seems uh very contrived. It it really does, yeah. That they would go out of their way, uh, and that they can't tell that she's faking. It, it's one of those. It's one of those uh, sitcom moments that I don't like. Yeah, same, same here. Just, just contrivances, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of gross to me. Just like her, just taking the taking the cigarette from a, a stranger and, and smoking is just gross to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I would go with that from for my least favorite of the season, or for there you go. yeah the season. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, moving right. on to season six. Yes. Wait, I, I can do this. <laughs> I thought that it mattered what I said or where I said it. But then I realized the only thing that matters is that you. You make me happier than I ever thought I could be. And if you let me, I will spend the rest of my life trying to make you feel the same way. Break it down for us. All right, I got to go through it. Hold on. <laughs> All right, uh, season six, we we kind of get... Uh, <laughs> we get the third time that... 
uh, Ross has to get a divorce, which is hilarious. (laughs) That's kind of his big arc. Other Mm -hmm. than that, there's not much except that he dates uh, one of his students. Right. uh, Which is not wrong, but it's frowned upon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's wrong. There's that story. Um, Rachel dates... Uh, uh, his girlfriend Elizabeth's father, played mm-hmm. by Bruce Willis, which which are kind of really minor arcs. The the big yeah. thing uh, about season six is if you're a fan of Monica and Chandler uh, and Matt, you might speak to this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is what this season is about. Oh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of there up and down. We we get to see um, Richard comes back into play a little bit, uh, and in the end, um, they uh, they get engaged. Right. So there's that. Yeah. And I, I agree. It's mostly season six is a showcase of the writing being so on point throughout the entire season. I mean, just so many of these episodes are like my favorite episode ever. Um, yeah. And it, it's just such a strong run of episodes for me. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh. Or, or what are your two, I guess? I don't know why I keep saying do you have a favorite. Right. Um, me too. You know, just uh, I and it's funny because I keep wanting to make changes to my to my pair that I picked because each one is so strong. But the first one I have is uh, the one with the apothecary table. Another another strong uh, Ross moment in the in the episode too. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just so it it comes at a point where uh, Phoebe Phoebe and Rachel are living together and uh, Rachel's buying a bunch of stuff from uh, Pottery Barn and you get and you and Phoebe's against Pottery Barn, and and they have that whole dynamic playing out. And and Joey is dating his roommate, played by Elle McPherson, and it's just such a such a good episode, all put together. And I, I love the scene where um, <laughs> uh, where Phoebe walks into Ross's place after they've discovered, like, oh my god, they have the um the same table. You need to cover it. And then Ross is so offended that that Phoebe doesn't like Pottery Barn, so uh, she's like. She says something like, oh, I love these sheets. And then Ross just says with such pure resentment, he says like, oh, yeah, you want to know where I got it? It's just <laughs> – it's so funny to me. And then um, – yeah, and, and I love the dynamic between uh, – the, the couple's dynamic between Chandler and Monica and Joey and uh, Elle McPherson. I don't remember her name. Janine, I think. Um, yeah. I, I love that because she doesn't like them, and it's so funny I don't know how else to say it. It's just it's it's a funny, interesting piece of friction between the friends that isn't a like isn't isn't like uh, anything too serious, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's serious enough that it that it warrants a whole episode, and it, and it's and it I love the how it kind of comes down to Joey choosing his friends over his his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. And her critiques of um, Chandler and Monica are kind of apt because they are they can be kind of annoying in that respect, um, being kind of blah and loud. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. So yeah, the Good. apothecary table that's that's one of my favorites. Uh, mine is the one on the last night. <laughs> nice. And that's the last night before Chandler and Monica move in together. Um, yeah. I gotta say, just off the top of my head, I can't remember what Ross does in this episode. Uh, uh oh he wants to stay home because he doesn't want to help pack that's right so, so so chandler is moving into monica uh joey 
uh, doesn't have enough to pay the bills. So Chandler is trying to uh, help Joey win money by playing <laughs> foosball. And of course that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by inventing the game cups, cups, <laughs> which is hilarious. Beginner's luck. Uh, big beginner. Big... <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't remember the line. Yeah. And then uh, across the hall, Phoebe and uh, Monica and Rachel are talking about how Rachel doesn't want to move out because it's not fair and whatever. She's, she's moving in with Phoebe and mm-hmm. there's that's it's cute because they all say nice things about each other for the resolution. But of yeah. course, my my Phoebe Ross <laughs> doesn't want to help, so he lies and says that he has to watch Ben, yeah. uh, and Ben isn't feeling well. Right, so he they have to stay there, and he so he like makes a, I, I don't know, essentially a Ben scarecrow. Yeah, with a with a pumpkin with, with a, a hat pumpkin on head it. <laughs> to serve as Ben, and 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 uh, the pumpkin falls off, and the jig is up. Oh yeah, I love the the yeah I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just gives up. Yeah, yeah, whatever. and that's a really smart way of of making the making the episode about you know the pairings of of the the friendships between Chandler and Joey and. Uh, Monica and Rachel and uh, Phoebe's in the mix too with that, but it's also, it's a, her mediating a fight between, uh, uh, Monica and Rachel. And it's, it's really interesting to see the way that they're the friend, the two of the biggest, well, two of the longer, longer standing relationship. Well, that's not true. Uh, two, two strong friendships, um, given a spotlight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. It is. What's your other one? My other one is <laughs> the one with Joey's fridge. Um, okay. And I wanted so bad. And I I won't say which one I wanted to pick or that I was going to pick. And I'm having regrets about not picking. But I hope that you pick the the one that I'm thinking of. But the one with Joey's okay. fridge is such a funny, a funny silly situation. Uh, just the fact that he has to eat everything in the fridge. It's like it's perfect Joey logic. Um, and it's, it's funny to see him just in the cold open, even just, just trying to fix it by just, you know, not knowing what the hell he's doing. And it's, it's also when Rachel lives with him. Um, and we get kind of the, the beginnings of, of Ross and, uh, what's her name? (laughs) Um, the student Elizabeth, Um, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, so we kind of get, we, we got a lot going on in this episode, but I just really like the, the, uh, the Joey, Joey's fridge runner running joke throughout the episode is just, it hits every note for me. Just like yeah. him saying, like he called, like at the end, he calls back to it with, uh, um, if, if Elizabeth has enough money to do this or whatever, she can to- totally pay me for the fridge she broke. <laughs> it's yeah, just, right. it's funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, now now I'm kind of nervous. I don't know which one you want me to say, but <laughs> uh, the obvious one is the one with the proposal. Oh, is that your pick? That's my pick. I should have picked that one too, but I was gonna go with the one with the routine. I just I love that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that. I never and... I never learned the routine. <laughs> I I never performed the routine. Um, yeah. Except in my mind, but. Uh, but yeah, just before we get to the proposal, like the routine, the apothecary table and the joke are three 
of the series' strongest comedic episodes for me, and they're like back to back to back in in the run of episodes, and I think that's a really choice indicator of uh, how strong the writing was at this at this point in the in the Friends uh, yeah. series. Um, yeah. So the one with the proposal, go right. Hit me with well, it. the one with the proposal is is the obvious one. Um, <clears throat> just we we get the. Um, the reintroduction of Richard's character, who who is still in love with Monica, but um, Chandler has to kind of fight for Monica. And I just love the the switch at the end, where he's he's basically trying. To, I, I should take a step back. I apologize. Chandler is ready to propose to Monica, uh, and he wants to do it the right way. But when he's about to do it, Richard comes to the restaurant where he's about to propose and. So he, it's the, it's not right. So he's trying to find the right time to do it. Basically, it culminates in Monica ends up proposing to Chandler, um, <laughs> and it's just, um, for me, aside from like the last episode, which I love, is is the most emotional moment of the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's performed effectively by by both characters. Um, I, I think that. Matthew Perry gets a little like lip quivery, <laughs> um, but overall, it's it's just effectively done and 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 so super cute. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, the, kind of throwing Richard into the mix is a little, you know, it, it's fun for the resolution of the of the you know Monica has one hang up and that's Richard and. It's kind of interesting to see that. It kind of felt a little like forced that they would bring him back into the picture as like a big like oh choosing between them. But I mean Richard was a big factor in her storyline, so it's not surprising yeah. that she would struggle with that choice, especially with right. Chandler doing a classic Chandler thing and intentionally messing stuff up um to throw her off the scent. And it's such a funny Chandler thing to do. Um right. and it makes sense that she would believe it. Right. Uh, Totally. Yeah. So that's my other one. Yeah. Uh, makes me cry every time. Not ashamed yeah, to admit too. that. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, me just too. like Matthew Perry's delivery when he says, like, you make me happier than uh, I ever thought I could be. Like, that just, I mean, I said it from memory and I got a little, you know, emotional just now <laughs> when I said it. But yeah. Um, yeah. The, the Really quickly, the precursor to that to that episode i think it's uh where oh yeah okay uh where monica puts her name down and it freaks it for for uh for a wedding that that they're not you know having yet but i love the the end of the episode where chandler has been saying like like freaking out about monica putting her name down for a venue for a wedding years in advance and, and chandler finding out and the whole episode is about um Monica trying to trying to find him and like make sure he she knows that she's not trying to say anything or anything. But the end of it is such a great moment where Monica leaves and it's just Chandler standing in the apartment and then Phoebe comes out of the room and she's like, uh, she's like, did you buy it and, or did you did you see the place? And then he's like, yeah, it's beautiful. And it's just like it's such a such a nice moment for me. I I love it so much. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know if I did it justice, but but yeah. Uh, suffice That's it to cute. say. And uh, suffice it to say, in this in this season, there's no least favorite for me. Um, I'll say mine is the one that could have been. Really? 
Yeah, I I think that's going unjustly in into the into the well. Well, it's not really a flashback. I'll tell you what I don't like about it. I don't like Fat Monica. Yeah, it's that's that's a little broad. It's too broad. It's, yeah. it's broad for a show that is not often all that broad. That's true. Um, just because she's fat is not funny, and and it's funny because Courtney Cox is a super skinny bitch. But <laughs> pl- like putting a fat suit on somebody and watching them dance is not funny, and that bugs yeah. me a lot. That that the show would go that low. That's true. Um, so that not that the episode as a whole is pretty bad, but I I also don't like Phoebe's arc in that episode. Um, yeah, because she's kind of an annoying but not fully unlikable character that becomes unlikable right and it and she becomes like each character is kind of in this alternate episode they they're all believable in in the in the fact that each character would be like oh yeah chandler would be like a struggling writer or or whatever like they all have these kind of these arcs in this episode that that make sense to the characters and you can kind of sense that phoebe's was like oh well what are we going to do with her? Um, well, yeah. you know, yeah. she could be like a Wall Street trader or something like or whatever she is. And it just right. it doesn't fit with the dynamic of it, which, you know. Right. But I like it as a concept. I think that it's it took some guts for the show to and maybe they maybe they needed it to be a uh at the height of their of their popularity, but I think I think it took some guts for them to do this kind of alternate universe episode. Um, that doesn't that isn't a part of the canon per se. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not the worst of all time, but it it's bothersome a bit. Right. Yeah, I to- I totally see your point. So there's that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, yay! Look, there's a piece that doesn't have floor on it. <laughs> Stick to your side. Come on now. All right, what do we have? <laughs> well, season seven is kind of more of six. Again, there's not a really big um, uh, story arc. Joey kind of gets a short shrift in that his show Mac and Cheese is canceled, mm-hmm. uh, gets a job, but then it's canceled. So he kind of gets a job at Days of Our Life back. Um Phoebe's apartment is fixed from being burned down, so Rachel has to move in with Joey, which I guess is kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is is Monica and Chandler are kind of uh, – they're engaged now, and they're kind of planning wedding stuff. Yeah. At the end, of course, uh, at the finale, uh, one of the big things – and this was this was huge in high school. I remember like coming home <laughs> and freak – like waiting to find out who the father was, <laughs> knowing, of course, it was going to be Ross, but right. like – just not sure uh, that Phoebe and Phoebe uh, and Rachel find the positive pregnancy test in the bathroom at the wedding. Of course, it's Phoebe's or it's uh, it's Rachel's, Rachel's and so on and so forth. Yeah. Standouts. Uh, <laughs> again, this is this is another season where it's just they're they're so there's it's chock full of so much uh, good stuff. Yeah. But my first one is the one with the nap partners. Okay. Um, just because I, I kind of, I think it's it's another sitcom kind of situation where you know, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they're watching so. Die Hard. Um, 
and which I, which I love that as a recurring kind of thing where where Joey like loves Die Hard. Um, but I love that, like he, he takes out the VHS and he's like, uh, like they just finished watching Die Hard and he's like, I love watching, I love, or, or he's like, let's, I got, I went to the video store and I got Die Hard too. And then they're like, this is just Die Hard again. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. But anyway, um, Joey and Ross uh, take a nap together and it's such a weird, you know, sitcom thing but it, it runs through the rest of the episode as they're dealing with like that was the best nap i ever had <laughs> and yeah they're trying to like joey's trying to get the nap again or or something but it's it's just it's such a funny awkward moment and and situation for the two to be in yeah um and then also the throughout the throughout the episode there's also the storyline of phoebe and rachel vying for the job of um Maid of Honor, which also ties into the Nap Partners thing, because Joey and uh, Ross are are in charge of of picking with kind of a kind of a game, and I, I think that really plays to the show's strengths as the characters kind of, uh, you know, they know how to manipulate each other. Um, like right, <laughs> like Phoebe saying, like uh, I can't like doing the mock toast. Phoebe saying, like, oh yeah, I can't believe Monica and Chandler are getting married are married today. Um, I remember talking about this with Rachel when we were naked in the shower. <laughs> and it's just something it's, it's, I don't know. It, the whole episode is really fun, fun to me. And it's an, I've been picking a lot of fun standalone kind of episodes like this. And it's because I love the chemistry between the actors and I love the dynamics that the, that the writers put them in from having such strong bases for the characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cool. do you have any thoughts on the Nat Partners? Yeah, I <laughs> this sounds funny. I we used to act that one out just cuz I thought it would be funny <laughs> to have a really good nap with, with a with a guy friend. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, I I I like the uh the interplay there. Yeah. The homoeroticism. Right. <laughs> nice. Um one of my standouts for the episode is the one with all the cheesecakes. Oh, I love this episode. Yeah, I really, I really love the the reintroduction of uh, Hank Azaria's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like the nerdiness, and I liked the I liked the drama that he brought to to Phoebe's life. She really doesn't get a whole lot of um, like arc romance, right? And so when when that happens for her, I, I, I always applaud that. And I also just love Hank Azaria. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> Rachel and Chandler, though they <laughs> they find the cheesecake like left out in front of their door. It's to their door, but it's to someone else. Right. Uh, and so they're kind of like obsessed with this cheesecake. It's <laughs> it's such an obvious B plot, but uh, and by obvious I mean like so unimportant. Yeah. B plot. Um. But what really <laughs> sells it is that Joey at the ta- is it in the tag or is it before the credits? Um, I don't remember. I think if it's, it's the, the tag. tag of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but Joey walks up and they're like, so they've been reduced to just eating the cheesecake off the floor because they right. were fighting over it and it fell, and so they're eating it off the floor and they're disgusting, of course. Right. But uh, Joey <laughs> comes out and looks down at them and they're like, uh, "The jig is up. We're caught." Right. <laughs> But Joey's response is to pull out a fork that he just has. That he just has. By the way. And then he goes, what are we eating? 
Oh, that's such a great moment. That's such yeah. a great moment. And it's it is it's so I mean, it's funny that they don't that they don't <laughs> I, I, like I love I love the Chandler and Rachel aspect of it because you don't get a lot of storylines with them either. And yeah. it's it's a fun dynamic for this episode. And like uh when when they're trying to justify their actions in stealing these cheesecakes cuz they they end up stealing it from in front of uh Mrs. Katrakis's Tr- uh, uh apartment. Um they're like, "No, this isn't we're not we're not stealing or anything like that. This is just we're showing it to uh we're shoving it in the face of this this big corporation that sells these cheesecakes and he, he reads the line uh the name of the company is like Mama's Little Bakery." <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's so it's so funny to me, and it's it's enough. There's enough comedy in it that it's that I I will look away from the fact that it's like why don't they just buy the cheesecakes? Like why don't they just order the cheesecakes themselves? Um, I guess I can't justify it, but um, but yeah, that moment with with Joey at the end is so funny. Um, and a a big part of this episode is uh the friendship between Joey and Phoebe that they have these these uh like monthly meetings like dinners and uh they set a precedent where they can't um uh they can't cancel it uh, for for a relationship thing or for for like a a man or a woman or whatever and then that happens and it's such an it's such a unique or a, a fun dynamic that that has um some good like uh emotion behind it yeah for sure yeah um, is it my turn or like yep. ready for mine? Of course it's yep. my turn. Cause there's only two of us this time. I miss tiny. Um, <laughs> what am I not enough for you? You, you, <sighs> I'm just kidding. I miss tiny too. I'll get in the box. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, my pick is, you know, it's kind of an obvious one. Um, cause it's such a big, point of the of the series and i don't think we've done any we've talked about any christmas episodes but it's the one with the holiday armadillo um i'm the holiday armadillo (laughs) it's like i understand why superman's here but why is uh what is it um why is a porcupine at at someone's funeral i can't remember what it was but uh, the phoebe line at the end but it's such a and this kind of has a new uh resonance with me uh, or it resonates with me a little bit now because I mean I have I have nephews now and like they just had their first or not first Christmas because they're three and uh, almost two yeah but like this was the first time like Gavin is three three and a half years old and this is the first time that he's like he's he's being more vocal and he's being he's putting he, like he's becoming like a like an actual person I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but he's constructing sure. sentences and everything, and it's such an interesting. Like, I love seeing that, and so this was the first time that, like, I like I got to talk to him. Like, oh, did Santa come? And he's like, yeah. And then it's like, what did Santa bring you? And he's like, oh, you know, toys and dinosaurs and poopy. Um, someone at daycare keeps saying poopy, but anyway, um, so it resonates with me now with the holiday armadillo with with Ross trying to um, teach Ben his Jewish side. Um, right. Yeah, and then you have Phoebe doing the whole passive aggressive trying to get uh trying to get um Rachel back, I guess, from from living with Joey. Uh, right. And it's it's 
<laughs> it's just really like the drum set and getting 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 the drum set and the and the tarantula and stuff. It's it's just a fun fun episode. Yeah. Uh my next one is the one with Ross and Monica's cousin. Oh, nice. I like this one. Yeah, just because uh, I'll keep this one short. Um okay. not not because I'm trying to speed us up, but right. um it's just a Ross episode for me. Ross is still reeling from his life not going the way it's planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, he planned it. And so he hasn't had sex in a long time, and his cousin <laughs> is hot. <laughs> oh, my God. That that scene. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, just when she thinks – he thinks she's making passes at him, and <laughs> so he, he kind of moves in for a kiss. It's, it's, it's borderline over the top. It's you know even if it is I can't I can't find any fault in it. That's one of my yeah. favorite scenes of the entire series. Yeah, me too. Um, it's yeah. it's it's a time where one of my favorite characters on one of my favorite shows gets a pass <laughs> despite it being a little inappropriate because right? it's, it's just too funny. And and he's crazy at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's the straight man fully off the rails. Right. <laughs> he starts to come back at this at, after this point, but this yeah. is this is fully off the rails. <laughs> I love the voiceover in the long, painfully awkward silence. Like, like I have a friend who, uh, I, my friend Yuri. Uh, she might she might actually listen to this because she's a big Friends fan. But she, I like, at one point she hi said, Yuri hi Yuri, come back to Indiana. She moved. They moved to Dayton. Anyway, oh. Ohio jerks. Uh, I want to visit again though. But anyway, um. So Yuri, like at one point she sent me, I think she posted on my Facebook or something like that or tweeted at me, but it was just a YouTube link to the scene where Ross tries to kiss the cousin and he has the painfully awkward silence where he's trying to think of something to say and then he just he just says anything and it, it turns out to be, I haven't had sex in a really long time, but just that the, the awkward moment of it, she's like, like she sent me and it was like, I just watched this and all I thought of was you because like I'm a really awkward guy. I was like, that is actually really true. That's that's actually that's pretty much me. Um, that's that's how I would behave in that really awkward situation. Yeah, um, that's okay though. But yeah, you know. Um, oh yeah, and this episode had the uh, Joey with uh, nudity thing, where the, but he's uh, uh, is it that he's circumcised? He's circumcised, but it's a traditional Jewish character, right? Yeah, which. Yeah, I, I meant to. I meant to talk about that one. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That that whole subplot it it really doesn't work that well. Because I mean, what's the end game? Like they're going to make this little, like they're going to they're going to construct something to make it look like he's he's not circumcised. But I mean, he's if he gets the job, he's gonna film it. It's you know, it's not yeah. like you know that's not a the way it's presented isn't really a. Uh, it's not feasible. It's really not, but it's still it's still pretty funny. Yeah. Um. Um. I want to talk really quick about um an episode I don't like. Okay. And I, I'm I'm pretty staunch on this one. Uh, it's the the one with the truth about London. Okay. As hmm. as maybe it comes from being a comic book fan. Okay. I really 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 hate retroactive continuity. Hmm. Um, and there was something just so, so cute and perfect about the way 
we thought Monica and Chandler got together. Um, they talk about, you know, they they never thought that best friends would fall in love. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea that she came to Chandler's room because Chandler was the guy. It I I don't like that um this retro this retcon mm-hmm. uh where she was just looking for Joey but found Chandler and, and said whatever. It it cheapens it a little and, and you can't tell me it doesn't because the idea was that she kind of maybe had feelings and and it ruins the whole cute interplay uh way back in season 4 or season 5 where where she's sad and he kind of consoles her a little bit it ruins that mm-hmm. for for what the the sake of some laughs in an episode i i just really dislike that episode yeah this this really felt like a a a plot line that the writers were really reaching for like they were maybe they were like okay, well, what can we do in the lead up to uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Monica and Chandler getting married? And it, it seems like something that, as a whole, it, it doesn't fit. And it's you know, I I agree. I don't mind it. I think it's uh, I think I I think the comedy plays well enough. But I totally understand where you're coming from as far as the um, the retconning and how it how it retroactively affects the. Um, charm and the strength of of the beginning of their relationship, yeah. And it cheapens it, as you said. Um, yeah. But the episode does have the B plot of uh, Rachel teaching Ben um, the pranks, which is kind of fun, but yeah, um, fun, but not enough, not enough for me. Yeah, the kid is the or the twins, what whatever their names are, Cole and Dylan. Cole and Dylan Sprouse. Yeah. Yeah, they're apparently they're like douchebags now. Um, yeah, they look like douchebags. Yeah, um, but it's you know it it would be a little better if with a better kid actor, but you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, my pick for uh, least favorite episode of the season is uh, uh, the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. It, I don't know. It just. You know the the idea of Chandler not liking dogs and them having to get rid of the dog and it, it just seemed kind of just eh to me. But the um, the B plot of them trying to name all fifty states is a lot of fun though. So I can't really say that it's my least favorite. It's my least favorite conceptually. Yeah, yeah. So fair. Yeah. Should we move on to season eight? Yeah, sounds good. You didn't dress up either. Yes, I did. I'm Chandler. <laughs> Dude, what happened? How is that me? Okay. <clears throat> I'm Chandler. you! <laughs> when have I ever done that? When have I ever done that? Tell, tell it to us. <sighs> Alrighty. Um, so... <laughs> You know, with any show that kind of runs for a long enough time, you know, any sitcom, they, you know, when they, when the writers kind of run short of ideas, I guess, um, you know, the answer is always introduce a baby. So in season eight, Rachel is pregnant and it comes to find, uh, comes to light that Ross is the father. And that's kind of the overarching plot of the, of the season, but it has a, uh, some some B plot, I guess, where Joey kind of uh, falls in love with Rachel in this season. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's 
yeah, it's it's kind of a a slip. Like like the sh- the season's solid. The season as a whole is is good, but you can kind of see where they're kind of struggling just a little bit with some of the overarching plot lines and and uh, stuff. And I'm speaking really mainly to just Rachel and Joey and uh, that whole thing. Um, yeah. But the introduction of pregnant Rachel kind of gives injects some new comedic light into the into the you uh, know series that's actually yeah that's actually uh an asterisk i have here because i agree that uh, as a whole it's it's not smart and and in fact it's it it does more damage to season nine than anything Mm -hmm. um but season eight is is still pretty strong it's it's a funny one for me oh yeah um and so you want me to go first here yeah go ahead okay um one of my standouts is the one where rachel tells ross nice and so this is after, so it's a cliffhanger, right? We don't know exactly who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one before it is the one with the red sweater, which I loved. I almost added that one. Yeah. And the the title of episode three is the one where Rachel tells dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So it's almost like they're trying to keep it a secret, which is funny. Yeah, and um, this came at a time where, you know, the internet is a thing. Like, it's big. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Right. Um. <clears throat> Some funny B plots, but uh, I love Rachel telling Ross that he's the father and his reaction. Yeah, just with the wide eyes, it's it's very it's incredibly subtle, but great physical comedy mm-hmm. from from Ross from Schwim. <laughs> and uh, I love how it because uh, he thinks he's about to get laid. I yeah. think right, yeah, and I just yeah. I I love that kind of turn. Uh, for him, because he's trying to be like all like, oh, you know, he's he's being all. I don't know how to characterize his behavior before she tells him that, but it's such a fun. Um, I keep using this word, but it's a fun dynamic between the two, because um, they're yeah. not on the same page, and it's really funny to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's so that's that's mine for that. Nice. What's what? What about you? Uh, mine is uh. <laughs> The one with the Halloween party. Okay. Uh, because it's it's another fun episode where it's uh like I in the cold open alone, it's just I love that uh Joey is against like Halloween. Like he's like, you know, just dressing up like someone else and pretending you're someone else and then Chandler just deadpans and is like, You're an actor. Um You also have uh, Phoebe and her sister and Phoebe falling in love with her Sister's boyfriend, played by um, Sean Penn, who who Ursula, Phoebe's sister, has lied to. Um, it's it's kind of fun. Like I don't really mind. Like up until this point, like this late in the series, I didn't really care about you know Phoebe and and her twin, that whole kind of thing. Never really wasn't really ever that funny to me. But this is the episode where it was like it kind of I, I really liked it. Um, but just seeing. <laughs> Just the costumes and the jokes about the costumes, like like Chandler being a big pink bunny and and Joey going as Chandler and doing that lame impression that everyone loves but Chandler doesn't get, and uh-huh. uh, having the big um, <laughs> kind of macho thing between Chandler and Ross that doesn't work because neither one of them are that manly. Um, 
it's just it's such it's a fun episode to me. I I, re- I really like it uh, for some of the comedy that gets tapped into. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah that that's a that's a pretty good one. I really liked um, I really liked Sean Penn in that episode. So yeah, yeah I agree. This one actually is right after the one where Rachel tells. I, I've got two, so I guess I should have paired this one with the first one. It's the one with the videotape. Okay. Uh, and my asterisk that I put with the where where pregnancy plays for a lot of laughs mm-hmm. um, is the I love the the backpacking in Europe joke, <laughs> which I actually like said a bunch of times in high school just because I was a stupid idiot. Nice. Um, <laughs> and and so just. In a lot of sitcoms, they don't let guys get the win all that often. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just like that Ross was right about who who came on to whom. Me too. Uh, it, and so it's just funny. Yeah. So uh, – and the other one I like – I'm sorry. I'm kind of getting a two for here. It's the That's one with fine. the rumor just because Brad Pitt. That's my pick. Brad Pitt. So <laughs> go, you you talk about it then. Okay. Uh, the one with the rumor on the – on you know, on the surface – it's kind of a kind of a gimme kind of thing, a gimmicky uh, piece of stunt casting. Having Brad Pitt play a character who hates Rachel because, uh, as everyone knows at the time, Je- Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were married, and it's it's such a gimmicky piece of stunt casting. But it's played so well because Brad Pitt is so awesome, and they uh-huh. have such a they create in him such a rich character for him to to play with to play with Ross and to play against against Rachel without Rachel being aware that he hates her and the way the whole storyline just blows up and and how like it's it's just it it's the height of of stunt casting in the series for me I think it might be my favorite piece of casting of guest casting I guess at least stunt guest stars I guess um yeah, and just the way that like it all kind of comes out like uh <laughs> like the way that the way that Brad Pitt says the line um it's talking about the um <laughs> the uh the cleaning lady or something like that uh he's like, "Oh dude, she she hooked up with the Tekakai Kek the night before he went back to Thailand." Just the way that he says it is just funny to me for some reason. But yeah. yeah. Oh, and you also have the storyline of uh Joey trying to eat a whole turkey in yes. this episode. Yes. Just a lot of fun. A little bigger. <laughs> a little bigger. <laughs> uh, that's great. It's probably my favorite Thanksgiving episode that they that they ever did. Yeah. Oh, go ahead yep, and say that. Me too. Yep. Um yeah, any uh any standouts for least favorite? Um, no, I actually left a space here. I don't have one. Interesting. I actually have two. Okay. Um, the secret closet, the one with the secret closet. Um, okay. Is because it seems a little like, like, okay, this long and they don't know what's where that door goes to. It's kind of, yeah, a silly concept. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, it's almost like. Um, fans were asking or something. Maybe and yeah, possibly. And then you also have some uh, Joey and Rachel stuff that I'm not too crazy about anyway. Um, gotcha. And then also my other one is the one with the cooking class, um, where okay. Monica 
Monica enrolls in an or, or sits in on, I guess, a uh, um, an entry level cooking class or something like that. And, oh, and right, right, after right. having a bad review, it's just like it's playing to her vanity, I guess, or her. Um, it's just I think it just comes down to me just not really liking Monica. Her, yeah, her narcissism. Her narcissism. There you go. Yeah, and her her need for approval and. It's it's just it's not a good uh characterization for her. Um so yeah. Should we move on to season nine? Wait, Phoebe's still pretty hung up on that mic, huh? I wouldn't read too much into it. Still, you know, a, a girl calls you by her ex boyfriend's name. That that that's not a good thing, right? David, let me let me stop you there, because I think I see where this is going. I'm not very good at giving advice. <laughs> So if you want advice, go to Ross, Monica, or Joey if the thing you want advice about is pizza toppings or a burning sensation when you pee. <laughs> Sorry, I just wish there was something I could do, you know? Well, well you know, Phoebe. Seriously? We're going to do this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just wish I could make her forget about Mike already, you know? Do, w- why did Phoebe and Mike uh, break up? Uh, because his penis was too big. <laughs> Uh, season nine is it my turn to talk about it? Tis. Okay. Um. <clears throat> oh wait, no, I think it's mine. Yeah, it is yours. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so season nine deals with the aftermath of the um the birth of Ross and Rachel's baby. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, there's a return from Hank Azaria. Um, the the big thing here is dealing with the baby and jokes about the baby. Um, uh, um, Phoebe, however, uh, has her, has a love interest Mm -hmm. with Paul Rudd, which is uh, awesome. The seventh Um, friend. The seventh friend. That's right. (laughs) Uh, and the other one is Chandler, uh, takes a job in Tulsa. So there's a lot that has to do with that. Um, the, the other big one is Joey falls in love with Rachel or is that in the eighth I, season? I think it's Has in he the, already fallen in love with her? I think it's the eighth season, and then I think... Well, and then in, by season nine, toward the end of season nine, uh, she realizes that she might be interested in him. Yeah. Which I just hate so much. Me too. Me too. Um... So it's uh, it's not a forgettable season. I don't, I don't want to go as far as saying it's forgettable, but it's, right. it's bothersome. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what do you think? Standout episodes? Uh, well, I have this one in, and it's. I remember liking the episode. I don't remember exactly why I like it so much, but, and I, I t- to be frank, I don't know if I remember this episode because I liked it or if I remember it because I hate it. Um, okay. And I didn't have a chance to rewatch it, but it's the one with Phoebe's uh, birthday dinner. Okay. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might be because I don't like it, because they're everyone's so self-involved they they can't get there on time. Um, like Joey and Phoebe are the only ones there, and then Rachel or Rachel and Ross show up, but they. It's just it's a big point of insensitivity, and like and I maybe I like the episode because Phoebe calls them out on it because. Everyone's so wrapped up in their own thing that they can't make a a dinner uh, appointment for their friend's birthday. And right, but it it comes with one of my favorite 
um, stupid, stupid lines um, between Ross and Rachel where they're locked out of the apartment with um, Emma inside. And so Ross does this whole... Oh my God, you know what? I think you're right. I think, you know, wait, listen, listen, a, a pigeon. No, no, wait, no, no. An eagle flew in, landed on the stove, and caught fire. The baby, seeing this, jumps across the apartment to the mighty bird's aid. The eagle, however, misconstrues this as an act of aggression and grabs the baby in its talon. Meanwhile, the faucet fills the apartment with water. Baby and bird, still ablaze, are locked in a death grip, swirling around the whirlpool that fills the apartment. Boy, are you going to be sorry if that's true. whole scenario that he paints and then it's punctuated by rachel saying like you're gonna be so you're gonna look so bad if that's true or something like that um <laughs> it's like the standout line of this of the episode for me um yeah and just the way that he performs it is is so great but that's my pick i i guess like it like you said this this um season is is kind of a rocky season for me yeah um, <clears throat> I would say the one with the pediatrician. Nice. Yeah, because um, it, it's it's the one where uh Ross goes to the, the pediatrician instead of the doctor, which seems like a, a stretch for me. Yeah. This is also uh, Chandler going away to Tulsa. Um, the 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 highlight for me is is Joey and Phoebe who decide to arrange blind dates for one another. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And so he forget, forgets and at the last minute um just calls out to a guy in the coffee shop cuz cuz he lies <laughs> to Phoebe and says that the the guy's name is Mike who right. she set him up with. And so he goes, "Mike." And uh, Paul Rudd says, "Yeah." Uh, and so when Paul Rudd plays the air piano, mm-hmm. you 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 feel like he could have been a friend the whole time. Absolutely, absolutely. I love him so much for that. By the way, my wife wanted me to add that that's her favorite episode. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. You picked a good one. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's I, I love I love the the whole. Because Paul Rudd plays plays Mike as such a genuine guy, and uh-huh. he's so good at playing that, and and he plays it so well in that dinner scene. And he's trying to lie to, he's trying to follow Joey's lies, and it's it's such a fun scene, um, with them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go with mine. My other one. Um, the one with the memorial service. Um. I think it's a fun episode where, you know, uh, Joey or, or Ross and Chandler are going through this whole thing where they're, they're looking at the alumni page for their college and they're saying all these lies about each other. And then they have a fake memorial service for Ross who Chandler said died watching a, like got getting run over by a blimp or something like that. Just the most <laughs> ridiculous thing. And then the B story is, uh, Joey struggling, <laughs> Joey struggling with uh, Emma, Emma's attachment to his stuffed uh, penguin Hugsy. Right, and it's it's a fun episode, and also Monica's um, trying to keep Phoebe from 
getting back with Mike or t- from calling Mike. Um, so it's, it's a fun episode. It's, you know, the, the comedy isn't play like it isn't like the highlight of comedy in the series or anything like that, but it's a, it's a fun, a, a fun episode with a lot of cool, uh, Chandler and Ross stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, um, my next one would be uh, surprisingly enough, the one with Christmas in Tulsa. Oh, inter- you know, I was, I was gonna, I, I felt like we should have made a uh, remark about this one, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, what's so interesting, what's so weird about it is it's a clip show. Yeah. Right. And clip shows are, if you're not familiar with sitcoms, like you're some weirdo, <laughs> by the way, if you're not familiar with what a sitcom is or a clip show is, and you're listening to a show called the obsessive viewer, <laughs> first of all, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Second of all, if you've made it this far in stick around uh, and, uh but third of all what the hell man <laughs> why start here anyway i love the way you said, handled that <laughs> yeah um that said so so um christmas and tulsa is a clip show but the frame story works very well yeah and that, that's it's, it's a little sappy but mm-hmm. he he is remembering how much he misses being home uh, particularly, particularly during the holidays, uh, uh, and the episode culminates in him moving back home to New York, quitting his job. Right. Which and- is, which is, uh, when we talk about, we mentioned early on in this episode how um, Chandler's job is a big part of his arc. This is, this is kind of the the top of that arc, or the or the end of that arc, I guess. Yeah, and it, and it's it's worth mentioning that you know clip shows are by definition they're not very strong episodes they're they're meant to uh give give time off to you know the 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 creative minds of the show i guess it's it's filler right uh, filler episodes um but what friends did so well with their clip shows is that the frame story was always pertinent to the overall story of the the season or of the series. And uh, here is where it's played so well. Cause I agree with pretty much everything you said, basically. Uh-huh. Thanks. Yeah. I, I really like this one. It's probably the strongest uh, clip show that they had. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So there's that. Yeah. Um, Do you have another one? Uh, that was actually my, my, the memorial service one was my last one. So, oh, okay. Uh, least favorite episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barbados. Oh, you don't like Barbados? I don't like Barbados because Joey and Rachel kiss, and that yeah, that does not that does not sit well with me. Yeah, it's uh, a real problem. I can see that. I, I kind of like the um, <laughs> I I like the whole runaround for for Phoebe getting engaged and. And Chandler giving horrible, horrible advice to Hank Azaria. Um, like I, I love this. I love the line where um, Hank Azaria is like, "Why did Why did she and Mike break up?" And Chandler just says like, "Oh, it's because his penis was too big." And <laughs> it's just such. And like you could see Hank Azaria just freak out for a second. And it's, I don't know. I, I like that, but like like you said, the Rachel and Joey thing, I wasn't a fan of, but. I have multiple least favorite episodes in the, in this in this season. Yeah, I remember seeing your list. Yeah. Um for starters, the one that I 
I like the most of my least favorites um, is Ro- the one with Ross's inappropriate song. Um, okay. The comedy of it, of him singing Baby Got Back to a Baby, is just not that funny to me. It's just... No, it's, it is not. It's so lame. Um, and I... and it, But to... To shine a turd, at least, like, this is a window into what the show could have been. Like, it could have been, like, I'm glad that the writers faltering were this, A, this late in the show, and B, that this could be, like, something that sticks out as a bad episode instead of, oh, this run of episodes is bad because of this reason. Um, Yeah. So that, there's something to be said for that, but... Um, also you talked about not like, not liking retconning. I don't really like the one with the mugging, um, where it turns out that, and I mean, I, I, I can respect it in that it gives some history to Ross and Phoebe who don't have that many interactions or don't have that strong of a connection within the group dynamic, but it's also like, I don't know. It's just, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I like the comedy in it though. Um, so there's that. Um, okay. but uh, wow, there's a lot on here. Um, the one with the sharks and I'll, you know, I'll put, oh, yeah. yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll put the one with the sharks and the one with the boob job together as two of my least favorites because a, you know, who the hell would think that their husband is into shark porn? Um, wow. like that's just really stupid. It's stupid comedy and it doesn't make any sense. Um, and also it's offensive to people who like shark porn. Um, I, that's what I've always said. Really? Really? I was just trying to make oh, a joke on. about, of course <laughs> you can't let me piggyback your, your joke. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, but no, I just, you know, uh, that just, I screwed all that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh no, but it's just it's stupid. It's uh stupid and it's it's dis I guess <laughs> disrespectful to uh um not sharkies, but it's it's disrespectful to Ra or uh Monica and Chandler as as a couple because yeah. it's just why. And also as I said I lumped in the boob job with it. I mean it's it's kind of an awkward episode because they're borrowing money from Joey and and they're hiding the fact about it. It just felt just really like I'm a big supporter of Chandler and Monica as the and we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I I just that just didn't feel right to me those two episodes. Yeah. Um and then one last uh least favorite of the season is uh the one with the lottery. Um I just felt like that was just, again, another, you know, example of an episode where the group kind of turns on each other, um, and it's, it's just, it's, it goes against the core, the title of the show. I mean, they're, they're, and it's mostly Monica is just, you know, not, like, she's, she's getting all these extra tickets, and she's, like, when when Phoebe has the plate, has the bowl hanging off the balcony and she's like, what's more important friends or money. And Monica's like money. And it's like, it's, it all comes down to me not really liking Monica. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's just the worst. She's yeah. just the worst. 
Yeah. She really is. She's just the worst. Yep. Uh, shall we go on to season 10? Uh, I've got to see you. I've got to get off this plane. Oh, my God. Okay, excuse, excuse me. Please sit down. No, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but I need to get off the plane, okay? I need to just tell someone that I love them. Miss, I can't let you off the plane. Let her off the plane! <laughs> I am afraid you are going to have to take your seat. Oh, please, miss, you don't understand. Try to understand! <laughs> oh, come on, miss, isn't there any way that you can just let me off the... No, no! Oh, my God. Did she get off the plane? Did she get off the plane? I got off the plane. Let's go on to season 10. I think that's you. All right. Well, it's the last season. <laughs> uh, Rachel and Joey are, are together for a spell, but it's about wrapping up the storylines of the series. It's about getting Ross and Rachel back together. It's about uh, the fertility problems of of Monica and Chandler kind of reaching the point where they, they get their babies and, and, uh, and it's the wedding of Phoebe and Mike. It's, it's the resolution of the series and it's, it's a strong, they go, it goes out strong. Um, it stumbled a little bit in season nine, but the show finished off really well. It's worth, worth mentioning that this comes at a time where, um, they were like the highest paid actors on TV. And, uh, they all decided to come back for season ten, um, and it and it's it was a group ep- effort. Obviously, it's it's something that that um, played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what's your first on the on the list? Um, where Ross is fine. <laughs> the one where Ross is fine, which that's is not. Too. That's one of yours. Okay. Yeah, that's it's, my first one. It's I I don't like that it is a result of um joey and rachel being together i really hate that so much me too fortunately for the series um the way it ends uh kind of effectively retcons the whole mistake and that they they were kind of just trying something out and that they can't get physical it's just not possible for them right i i almost give it a pass Mm -hmm. right It, it almost kind of um, is a solve for for my fear, so so there's that. Um, but what's funny about the one where Ross is fine is, in the final season before it gets serious with him and Rachel, we we get a Ross being awkward. Yeah, moment, right. And the little step step snap thing he does when <laughs> the when the food is done is <laughs> is so quintessentially Ross that that mm-hmm. I love it. And he plays. What, what do you think? I love it. I love it if only for the scenes with drunk Ross making an ass of himself in front of his girlfriend and the mother of his child and one of his best friends. Uh-huh. Um, I just think that's just incredible acting from, from David Schwimmer. Um, yeah. And it's it's just so much fun. Like him holding the tray and then them saying like, uh, isn't that hot or whatever? And he just screams. It's 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 really funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. For 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 mine, since that was that was mine, I'll go ahead and just kind of throw in there uh, the one with Ross's tan. Okay, where he he gets a spray tan. It's it's just him getting a spray tan and him messing up every time. And uh, I remember laughing so so hard at that um, because it's such a funny 
mistake that he keeps making and it's so and it's not just him being stupid it's them not being clear about their instructions for the spray tan and it's just it's really <laughs> funny to me and it's 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 a dumb gag but it works for me yeah um yeah it it, it works for me too um i i feel like i remember the first time first time i saw it i i, I was like no come on <laughs> um but just it just over time i've kind of allowed allowed it i guess yeah yeah uh what's your next one um my next one is the one where the stripper cries oh nice yeah i i don't really like um seeing uh uh, danny devito be sexy because he's really (laughs) really gross He, he really is and and i like i hope that's funny for some people i think it is my wife usually laughs at that yeah um and Chandler and Ross go to their college reunion and, and you kind of get some flashbacks, which are kind of fun. And right. you, uh, uh, Monica finds out that, that her first kiss was Ross and Ross's <laughs> kiss. Ross's <laughs> first kiss with Rachel was Monica and Monica's first kiss was Ross. Yeah. What did I marry is, into? <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but I feel like what's, what's, what I love about season 10, despite its shortcomings, is um, that they really – it's almost like they made a list of the strengths of each character and said, well, we have to have an episode where blank does this, mm-hmm. right? We have to have an episode where Joey um, is really stupid at something, but because his he has very specific talents, he's great at this. Mm-hmm. So when he's on the pyramid <laughs> and he can't play – but then there's the round where it's all things for him is is played so well. Yeah, I love um, it. I I like when one of the one of the clues is that it's something white, and I don't remember what it is. I don't remember <laughs> what the actual thing is. But the guy says it's something white, and he goes, "Paper, clouds, a ghost. It's paper, snow, a ghost. Yeah, paper, snow, a ghost. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, oh and then the, uh, at the end of it, it the it was like. Uh, I think it was like mayonnaise uh, or something. Things you put on a pizza. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I love that after the whole paper snow, a ghost, and he finds out what it is, he's like, why would a ghost be in my fridge? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny moment for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the reunion stuff is, is fun also. Right. Uh, yep. More Monica in a fat suit. That's, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, my, my other favorite for season 10 is, uh, the one with princess Consuela. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, such a, it's a strong episode. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's Phoebe growing into her marriage, I I guess. Uh, it's (laughs) Rachel has the doomed interview with, uh, the guy from somewhere, but his, his boss, her boss is right behind, right behind her. And that's just a really fun, uh, comedic thing. Um, a, a, an appearance from Craig Robinson before he was famous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I think I'm kind of burying the lead. Cause isn't this the episode where Joey? Yeah. Yeah. Joey goes to the house. Um, he goes to the, goes to Chandler and Monica's house and, uh, wherever it is. And I, I love it. Cause it's, it, 
it's funny. I've, I referenced my friend Yuri. Uh, my friends Yuri and John, they've moved to Dayton. And, like, I just thought of this episode because I thought of, like, going to their house and, like, being like, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, you'd hear that. Uh, I guess this place is okay. Just if you hum- if you like the humming hmm, or whatever, whatever he did. But I, I love this and I love the, um, uh, the inclusion of uh, Dakota Fanning. I think it really yeah. brings the episode together for me. Yeah, definitely. That's a funny one. Um, and it's – it's. I love that it, it keeps plot going and you still um, – yet it's still funny. Yeah. Right? When when at this point in the game things could get pretty serious, it's still, it's still pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so there's that. Um, I, I left out the, the last one because that's, that's so obvious. Right. But that's, that is one of my favorites, and it's – uh, still probably to this day, my my favorite finale ever. Oh, nice. It, although Breaking Bad might rival it. Really? Uh, lost for me. I I got oh, to. Okay. Um. Um. So bad episodes. You ready? Yeah. On the count of three. One, two, three. The, the one, one where, where Joey, Joey speaks, speaks French. French. <laughs> Toot the flute. Oh God. It's so yeah. Go ahead, take it. It's so broad, so stupid, so unrealistic even through the even through the lens of this sitcom world that it's that the show has spent 10 years building. It's so ridiculous and the yeah. only redeemable thing of that plotline is where just in in my memory of it is just is just um them saying that Joey is mentally challenged or something. And that's kind of, it's like, it's a long, long, long walk to a punchline that is just kind of funny. Right. Yeah. It's frustrating. And, um, what was I going to say about it? Oh, it's, it's just, it's the other side of the coin that I was talking about, right? Like they, they made a list of things that characters do that are funny. Oh, Joey's stupid. Yeah. Uh, and this one is just not well done. They don't give you the, oh, but he's good at this other side. Right. Yeah, so it's, it's just frustrating. Yeah, it's it's just, it's too stupid, too flat, I guess. Yep. Um, toot to the fruit. Toot the fruit. Ugh. Me poo poo. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, my my pick for, my other pick for it is the one with the cake. Um, okay. Yeah. It's the one where, um, they have the birthday party, the one year birthday party for Emma and Rachel and Ross are so dead set on their friends being at the birthday party, even though, and it's said in the episode, even though Emma's one year old, they can't move the party to a day where their friends are available. Like uh, Chandler and Monica have uh, reservations for a bed and breakfast in like Vermont. Um, And it's just, it's, it paints, it puts Ross and Rachel into such a negative light for me. And it's, it's such, I don't know. It's, it's so stupid to me. I mean, and granted I don't have kids and I understand like, like my, my sister, uh, 
when when my older nephew Gavin, when he turned one year uh, one year old, like she had a huge blowout birthday party for uh, for him and for like kids in the neighborhood that they lived in at the time to come and just it, it was a huge huge party, and it was fun. It was it was interesting and all that. And but this is just not the same because it's it's not that thing like. I can understand how that situation would be a big deal for a parent because, you know, it's a big event for their neighborhood and it's for their kid and all that. But this is just the group of friends and half of Emma's grandparents in an apartment and they're still forcing them to stay there. Even though they have plans, Joey has a Joey has an opportunity for a job. Phoebe has an appointment for her job. And it's like and they're so it's so negative of of ross and rachel it's it's dumb and who who buys a novelty cake from a bakery in another state and brings it home without looking to see if it's right Uh, yes you're right (laughs) i I don't know that's a good question yeah that's i rewatched like half of this episode today and I was just like, that's so dumb. Like, and they could have fixed it by having like someone pick up the cake and like enter into the apartment carrying it and being like, oh, hey, I didn't check it. Oh, crap. And like, that would be the end. But no, Rachel's like, no, the cake's in the cake's in the fridge. It's it's just bad. It's not a good episode for me. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's problematic. Yep. <sighs> well, <laughs> let's not end it on a negative note. Let's not. <laughs> Ah, uh, where do we go from here? Because we've been talking for so long. Yeah, we have. Um, what? So we've kind of like hinted at it, but haven't really talked about um, kind of what we see as the the most important or maybe the better relationship in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, it's a debate that you and I have actually had for a while. Right. About you believe what Monica and Chandler. I believe that while Ross and Rachel are clearly the focal point of the series and that their relationship and the end of their relationship and their not relationship, like it's such a huge focal point of the series, but I feel like the relate, the actual chemistry and the actual relationship trajectory of Monica and Chandler is just so much more, well-rounded uh and and just overall strong that it overshadows my want for Ross and Rachel to get back together um gotcha. they're kind of the linchpin couple for the series for me because i i think it stems from me connecting connecting more on a personal level to the character of Chandler um and also just the way that we see we see their relationship grow and hit all of the major points of relationship. Like they get together, they, they, you know, it goes, it runs the gamut of their entire relationship. And that's something that we don't really get from Ross and Rachel, or we get in a kind of a weird way. Cause you know, they're together. They, they have the episode where they have sex and then they break up and then they have, they have a kid together and then they get married or uh, they get married. And then, by accident and then and then they have a kid together and it's just the weird kind of way but um Chandler and Monica is a very more uh, more linear like kind of mirror relationship i guess 
and it, it plays right. better to me because it's something that I, I root for more than Ross and Rachel because I want Chandler and Monica to work out because I I I think I I think it comes down to me just liking Chandler more than Ross. Gotcha. That's a really uh, that's a really interesting way to put that because um, for me it's because I dislike Monica so much that I almost think that like Chandler could do better. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds mean to say, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I just I feel like Chandler could do better, um, and I also hate the the retcon of them. Their their meetup is not all that special. Um, the reason I love Ross and Rachel so much is that, and I think you and I have kind of argued that they're not really that great for each other all that mm-hmm. much. Um, but but sometimes. How do I put this? It's like an opposites attract kind of deal sometimes where that's that's that works best for a couple um, mm-hmm. and that he just he just loves her so much. He, he can't help it. And um, there is no one that will ever compare to Rachel for him. Yeah. Uh, and and so that's that's important. And I just and I just love how in every season there's a little something that shows why they are why they are perfect for each other. Huh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I remember this being more of a, more of a source of contention than it, than it really is. But <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, huh. I don't think I've ever articulated my love of Chandler and Monica that way. And you saying you not just not liking Monica. I'm, I'm the same way. I don't like Monica, but for some reason I, I feel like they fit together. And it's interesting that, um, with Ross and Rachel, you're absolutely right. Like, if you look at the the relationships that they each go through themselves, I mean, they don't have any strong – they don't have anyone that they're paired with throughout the series that's as strong for them as they are for each other. Whereas Chandler has Janice. At, I mean, at yeah. the high point, there's that. And then Monica has Richard. So it's kind of – it's interesting that it's obvious that they kind of just fell into this whole storyline where Chandler and Monica got together. Um, but I don't know. I just think that their personalities really uh, play well together. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> now that we're recording our discussion of it, it doesn't seem like a big point of contention for us. No, it doesn't. I wish I could remember our our conversation before. Yeah. Like what we said. Yeah, I kind of wish we didn't spend the last three <laughs> three hours building up to this conversation. I know. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, well, but to each their own. And um, I'll throw this out. I I I felt like the finale and the the whole Ross running to to running after Rachel in the finale was a little just like, okay, I know that they're going to get together. And I mean, I liked the ending. I, I loved that moment where he's listening to the messages and she's there. I, I loved that. But I felt like as a plot line for the final episode, I just thought that there was a little too much, too much running toward a thing that I was expecting. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, although, I mean the scene where like I get goosebumps and I get I get a little teary eyed when um when they find out they're at the wrong airport 
and I love the dynamic between uh, Ross and Phoebe in that. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, if if I'm gonna nitpick a finale, the finale, that's I mean, that's just nitpicking on my part, and it doesn't detract from it. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about the legacy? Yeah. Okay. So so back to our initial question when I read that it was uh, sharp dialogue and even sharper haircuts, which just seemed like diminutive, right? It seemed it seemed like it was just kind of making a reduction out of it, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of bothered me. I, I I I like didn't agree with it, and I said it was it's so much more than that. It, I, I guess if the sharp haircuts had to do with the cultural impact back then, that makes a little sense. But I, I think it still has had cultural impact. And, oh, and yeah. I don't know. So so what do you think? What do you think of the of uh, it? Sharp dialogue and sharper haircuts? Um, yeah. Or do you think it's more than that? Or do you think my assessment of what that means is incorrect? You know, I talked a big, big game while How I Met Your Mother was on the air. Um, did you? I did, yeah. <laughs> did you not notice that, Mike? Uh, um, no, not really. <laughs> no, I I was... I mean, when How... Like, I found friends when I was in my teens, and and I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, of course I'm, I remember you. Right, right, right. Um, and just the... the the arcs, the, the, the in your twenties kind of mentality wasn't really that didn't resonate that well with me as a teenager. And when, then when how I met your mother came along, it's, it's kind of a contemporary, it's, it's kind of a, um, the, the grandchild or the child of it's friends is like kid. Basically it's okay. I don't know how else to explain it except for it's, it's, you know, it's, it takes the concept of friends, the the sitcom concept of friends, which is something that I that should be pointed out too. That friends created this sitcom dynamic um, of a bunch of attractive friends in a city dealing with relationships. I don't know if it really created it, but it it made it so marketable um, and so big for the television industry for the for the networks. I remember one one year in particular, like. I think this was in like 07 maybe um like every network had a friends clone um yeah. yeah I remember that yeah and it was just and you know all of them failed except for happy endings which was a great a great series um but it it's just with with how I met your mother I I talked such a big game about how like oh I, it's better than friends for me because the the more heartfelt stuff, the, the relationship stuff, the, the stuff of, of people in their twenties living in, uh, dealing with relationship stuff was more resonated more with me because it was a contemporary telling of that friends dynamic. I, I grew, cultivated my, my TV and movie, um, or really just TV in this case, uh, TV taste or sitcom taste from, um, yeah. and it was something right. that I could, I could connect to on a more personal level because I could, you know, find similarities within my own life. But having said that, going back and picking episodes for this, um, my God, I mean, like, okay, after How I Met Your Mother ended, we won't talk about the finale again. If you want to hear our thoughts on the finale, we have a bonus episode dedicated to that in the show notes. You'll find it. Um, 
But having said that, after How I Met Your Mother ended, if I were to go through and pick and choose episodes, like there are certain spots where I would sit there and watch an episode um, and everything. But Friends is so dense with damn near perfect episodes and perfect sitcom comedy. And it's such a watchable show that it's just got so much to it. Um, and that's something that I, it kind of fell by the wayside for me when, in my memory of friends, uh, in, in conjunction with my, my fandom of how I met your mother, it's something that just kind of lost its way and revisiting it while preparing for this retrospective really kind of leveled it out for me. So in a really, really roundabout way to answer the question, um, <laughs> that really got away from me. Um, I think there's so much more to it than just sharp dialogue and sharper haircuts. There, there was a cultural impact that still resonates with, with TV viewing today. Um, sit the sitcom, uh, genre, uh, still has things that it can thank friends for and friends changed a lot of things about, or, or did a lot for the sitcom and the, the multicam sitcom basically. Right. Um, and it gave us the Rembrandts. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, there's, there's, there's so much to say about friends. Um, and I, I guess my, I wish I could remember the context of that article that I read. And mm -hmm. if all of the blurbs were that short, like if they were just trying to, trying to deconstruct every show um, in terms of legacy, that's kind of a tough thing to talk about because everything kind of uh, – TV is just evolutionary, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one thing is based on another thing is based on another thing. Now, 10 years later, it's a little more difficult to, to look at a, sh a sitcom today and say, oh, my gosh, that's so obviously Friends. Right. I mean it happens. There's you know, happy endings made jokes about how <laughs> you know, each character was a specific uh, – a metaphor or representation of another character in friends. Right. So that happens of course, but they're not they're not trying to make the next friends anymore. They're trying to make uh, the next office. They're trying mm -hmm. to make the next modern family. They're trying to make you know I, I guess modern family is still the the top of the game. They're trying to make the next big bang theory. Yeah. Okay, so Unfortunately. they're not trying to make friends anymore. So if you're saying like uh, if legacy has to do with what something that happened 10 to 20 years ago, how it's still having an effect today, it's hard to put a finger on exactly what. But would we have a show like Big Bang Theory if that wasn't influenced by something else that was perhaps influenced by Friends? Probably hmm. not. Would sitcoms still be as um, – popular as they are today if the the immense popularity of friends hadn't kept it alive back then because right. uh you know american idol kind of killed sitcoms for a little while <laughs> yeah until until certain shows came along and mm -hmm. and kind of brought it back and now and now sitcoms are are almost as popular as they were in the 90s yeah um they'll never be as popular as the way they were in the 70s and 80s but right that's another story altogether the the other thing that uh I, I think Friends is still influencing, influencing is is just kind of overarching things, relationships and themes that I can't remember 
um, really happened before Friends, especially hmm. for sitcoms that um, that you know Friends was absolutely a sitcom, absolutely situational and episodic, but in terms of the relationships were were very serialized and and as far as sitcoms are concerned, that didn't happen a whole lot pre friends uh, and now it happens all the time you you kind of see the will they or won't they kind of thing hmm. um, um happening so yeah, of course that had an effect um finally, in terms of like the cultural vernacular, I love that you still see you still hear people talking about friends, which you kind of mentioned earlier right um the question is, will will people born after Friends still talk about Friends? And it's a little too early to say because 10-year-olds don't talk about TV. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I think this question will be interesting to come back to in another five years, in another, in another 10 years. But, but 10 years later, yes, absolutely. It's, it's way more than just sharp dialogue and, and sharp haircuts, sharp – haircuts um right it's 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 a it's damn near perfect you can you can give someone the box set or you can tell someone to go watch it on netflix because now they can or mm -hmm. soon they can um and and there is a it's bookmarked there's a there's a there's a beginning and an end and it's and it's quite beautifully done it, it is still probably my favorite show of all time nice very nice yeah well said yeah and um Really briefly, I'll I'll just talk really quickly about um, the whole serialized relationship will they won't they thing. Um, I agree that it was uh, Friends was a very uh, well. I would have to do more research on it, but um, I think that was a really good indicator of the '90s and even '80s a little bit '80s and '90s sitcoms because uh -huh. like Cheers and uh, Wings, which I still maintain is such a beautiful sitcom that no one really watched because I think it lived in the shadow of Cheers. Um, but it was kind of an interesting staple of, of 90s sitcoms, and it was something that Friends did spectacularly well, even though it kind of... Um, and I think the writers have even admitted that the uh, that they got Ross and Rachel together a little too early, and they kind of yeah. had, to, had to work that out. But I still think it was it was still strong. Like, that didn't weaken the the series in the long run. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Is that all we have to it, talk about? <laughs> I think, I think we might've exhausted. I mean, there's so much more. We didn't oh, talk yeah. about, we didn't talk about like running gags. We didn't talk about, um, tags that are our favorites. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about as many guest stars as we could. There, there's so much to say, and and that the show just—I don't know. For me, the show just continues to delight and surprise, and I, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And now we are 20 years from the premiere, the from the pilot airing. This it, the pilot aired 20 years ago, and the finale aired 10 years ago, and uh, it's going on Netflix. I don't know how long Netflix has their contract for to, to stream Friends, but I feel like it's something that a whole new generation of TV viewers will be able to consume and, and hopefully appreciate. I don't, maybe I'm hoping that it's, it's something that, um, you know, the young ones can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we'll yeah. see. Awesome. All right. Well, 
Holy crap. <laughs> This is a really long episode. This is going to be it interesting. It is. It's this uh, might be our longest. I really think so too. Um, yeah. Well, uh, if you're still listening, thank you for joining us for our friends retrospective and, you know, contact us and let us know what you think of, of friends and all the stuff we talked about here. Um, we're going to, th- I'm going to throw it to the pre-recorded outros, but before I do that, um, is there anything else you want to say, Mike? I don't think so. All right, cool. Yeah, well, again, thanks for listening, and... Uh, we got off the plane. <laughs> thanks for listening to our longest episode ever. Yes, thank you, guys. See you guys in the new year. Yes, yes. Have a, have a happy and safe new year, guys. We'll be back here uh, next week, probably, with our 2014 interview episode. So, yeah, thanks. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Well, we should move on because this is a long episode so it far. Really? By is. the way, we're at we're at two hours. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how much recording time that is with all the cuts, but it's like just under two hours. Okay. I mean, we'll end up at two hours. Oh yeah, it'll be a long one. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Screw it. It's a bonus episode. Okay. Yeah. If you're all good right. with it. <laughs> like, yeah, do you feel like we I'm should good. wrap up soon or anything? No. Uh, time-wise, no. Okay. Oh, wait. I got to work tomorrow. Oh, no, wait. No, I don't. <laughs> Me neither. Woo! Uh, one of the benefits to working Saturdays. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, okay. I just, I love that. And, the, and it introduces kind of, um, you, you have, hang on. I have to burp. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. God, that felt good. Anyway, um. As always, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Thank you to Loudlike for providing our awesome opening theme music. Their first EP is called Mistakes We Must Make and features our theme song and Eclipse of Events. Please head over to iTunes and download their album. While you're there, make sure to give us a rate and a review. It helps us climb the podcast charts, and we really appreciate feedback. Speaking of feedback, please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Viewer. And follow each of us on Twitter. You can find me, Tiny, at ObsessiveTiny. Matt is at ObsessiveViewer. And Mike is at I am Mike White. You can also check out the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com, where we, but mostly Matt, review movies, TV shows, and comment on the industry as a whole. While you're web surfing, please head over to our sister site, ObsessiveBookNerd.com, where we review books and comments on the ever-evolving world of reading. If you're philosophically curious, please go explore my side project, The Secular Perspective Podcast, which is a show that explores the concept of faith, religion, and existence from a secular perspective. If you have any thoughts on the podcast or suggestions for future episodes, you can also email us individually at matt, tiny, or mike at obsessiveviewer.com or email the podcast directly at podcast at obsessiveviewer.com. Thanks for joining us today, and please come back.